Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the uh, almost soon-to-be end of the world here. We appreciate you. It was a, we had a good one. It was fun. Nice, uh, nice seeing you all. Nice knowing you. We'll see how we'll see how this goes. We're going to tackle, of course, the annexation of these four regions uh, from Ukraine over to Russia today. Uh, the escalation. We have a fast track kind of a NATO membership request here from Zelensky and the uh, <clears throat> the Zio boys over there in uh, Ukraine. The Zog, the Zog men. Uh, lots to to discuss here because as all things, I think that there is a nuanced and kind of more balanced view of looking at this, right? So Putin made a, a longer speech today. We're going to talk about some of the points. There were some good things, as there usually is with the speeches, but then there were some bad things. And we'll break all that down and see what uh, kind of side you fall on here. But uh, uh, it's, I think it's unnecessarily to have this kind of hysterical view that if you're either you know, for or against, uh, you know, we among us who are already very small click in these types of circle needs to have falling outs and stuff like that. It's kind of that's kind of silly to be honest i mean unless it's it's not that it doesn't matter but unless you do something that actually affects official policy let's say of the west and their approach to the situation uh, be that uh, their their pro ukrainian stance or their anti russian stance it doesn't really matter it won't have an impact that's what i'm trying to say and so it's unnecessary to kind of freak out and spurg out over this issue however there's th- these are Import, I mean, hugely important topics. We need to try to break them down in the right way. What sh- side should we be on? Um, you know, as nationalists, as uh, patriots, as, co- as conservatives, as uh, dissidents, right wingers, call it, call it what you want, right? I think there's a uh, <clears throat> a, a uh, correct approach, and then there is the the wrong approach. But anyway, so plenty of stuff to chew on here today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have Derek Rance with us, uh, guest hosting today instead of Lana. It's great to see you, Derek. Uh, of course, um, Plaid Army Diagonal. How are you, Derek? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Awesome. Thank you for uh, standing in. Love your shirt, man. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I, I've been wearing it in Canada to try and force the media. Like they've been calling me Nazis for the longest a Nazi for the longest time. So I can put that on my shoulders. But now if I actually, you know, promote this sort of Nazi symbol, they don't say anything. I, I I'm I'm I don't mind Azov. What I, do, I it's fine and totally sensible that they want to stand up for their own and the stuff that they believe in and and defend their country and all that stuff. <clears throat> what I can't tolerate is how we in the West are being you know hunted as you know be that nationalistic groups or whatever. I mean they go after everybody, right? But on this issue. They have this massive blind spot, and it's not only that they just don't look at it; they actually act actively train these people, they actively fund them, and all that stuff. And that discrepancy is just incredible to watch. I'm not anti-Asov, but I'm also like, how how, how can you in, be in the West and look at how like <clears throat> they're hunting all these other you know groups in the West, and then but they're funding this? It makes me kind of suspicious. You know what I mean? Like, what's yeah, really going on? Their, here? their main <laughs> focus is to try and flush out Nazis wherever they may be. Right, except those yeah. ones. Those ones are fine. Let's yeah. get them money. Well, we right? actually have a group. Exactly. We actually have a group. It would be kind. I made an analogy a while back. It's kind of like. Let's assume that, uh, you know, with every crazy shit that happens, like Sweden goes to war with, uh, you know, as a NATO member, unfortunately, now they're going to join in, right? They, they are participatory or there's some kind of conflict, let's say, in the Baltic or something with like uh, Gotland or something, one of the big islands in, in the Baltic. And a battalion, all of a sudden, of the Swedish military is the Nordic resistance movement. And like uh, Zog America is starting to send like resources and true, you know, weapons and all this <laughs> stuff to the Nordic resistance movement. You would be kind of like, wait a minute, what's uh, what's going on here? You know, kind of thing. But anyway, yeah. we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll break this down. There's ample stuff to talk about later. Now, <clears throat> before we get to Russia and Ukraine and all that stuff, there are a couple of things I want to cover. 
I think later on we'll bring up, is there anything you want to say regarding uh, uh, Jeremy, uh, maybe here in the outset? He's been uh, jailed recently, hasn't he? Tell us just a, a short version of what's happening. He here. is. Um, well, he had an outstanding warrant for charges in Saskatchewan that are bullshit charges, to be honest with you. Um, anybody can lay charges. They don't need the police. They just need enough evidence of what they think. Um they need to press these charges. And if you have a phony witness, well, then it just goes from there. So he has to deal with those. But <clears throat> here in Canada, if you get charged with something that's not a federal crime in a province, they can't just pull you out of another province. They need a Canada-wide warrant. And that is usually reserved for people that get something like a murder charge or you know, multiple murders. It usually has to be a pretty heinous crime to get. Yeah. And what happened is he made an off-color remark joke about the official opposition's wife, which prompted him to call the RCMP and see if they could do an investigation. Now, there it was an off-color joke. You can't be charged for a joke. There was no threats. But it did seem to put the wheels in motion to have this Canada-wide warrant put out for him. T truly insane. I, I can't even believe it. I, I want to talk more about details maybe a little bit later because it kind of, again, it ties into that thing that we're like the ca Canadian, <clears throat> excuse me, Canadian uh, authorities, essentially both military, but, you know, government and stuff can like be, you know, uh, supportive, you know, Ukraine and stuff like that. But then like they're hunting you guys who's obviously like th this has mostly been just a big joke from the start. It it's just so bizarre to watch it. But I, yeah, I, I can't wait for this shit to end, end because it's just, I mean, Canada has just been out of control ever since the pandemic. And it just hasn't let up. Isn't there still, they, they have not dropped the vaccine mandates or shit like that? What, what's happening? Uh, I mean, we still have the Arrive Can app. Anybody that's traveled to Canada knows that they have to have this app downloaded on your phone. They say that they're going to be scrapping that, but that makes you suspicious because now all the airlines and airports are coming up with their own digital ID. Yeah. So is the Arrive Can app was just an appetizer now yes. they'll get you with the next one and this goes lockstep into the great reset and digital id social credit exactly uh, yep and, and it, wider you know I, I even think and i've said this for a long time <clears throat> but the uh, ukraine russia conflict fits perfectly into an already uh, existing great reset plan essentially <clears throat> agenda 2030 all the shortages has come in the wake of this and i think i frankly think that they do want a a global uh, conflict, kind of like, I mean, if you go back to like Albert Pike days, and there's some, of course, um, um, other research around this supposed letter that he sent, I forget who he sent it to, but it was like titled The Third World War. Some people have looked at that and said it wasn't, you know, that's it's fake, it's not accurate or whatever. But you always have to keep in mind, like major conflicts like this and 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 war overall, not only makes a shit ton of money, it, it just it it's the perfect excuse for them to reform everything afterwards, like happened exactly. after the Second World War. I mean, it's like one of the major cultural and now eventually two demographical like like uh, uh, reformations, if we can call it that, ch transformations that we've seen. I think in in all of human history, to be honest. Yeah, it uh, sets up everybody on the. In the elites, economically, it sets them up. It puts everybody into a, a state of fear so that they're easier to control. And they have an excuse for whatever happens. If there's a famine, oh, it's because of the war. If it happened because of this. And they also get to depopulate uh, 
more brother wars, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep, it's true. All right, uh, guys, <clears throat> so plenty to get into here. If you want to join us today, entropystream.live slash TV. I see a couple of guests over there. If you're having issues watching it through there, just go to dli.tv forward slash TV. Click on the uh, approve, like their little new agreement terms of service thing, and then you can refresh Entropy, and then you can actually watch it through there if you want to watch it there. Otherwise, of course, you can always watch at redice.tv slash live. You can watch us at redicemembers.com, uh, and you can also watch at Rumble. Super Chats there is open as well, and on Odyssey. And we have a couple here before we dive into it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, Portens over on Odyssey. Uh, who says, if uh, Russia inflicts economic defeat upon the West, will the racial interest of white Europeans be advanced? Uh, possibly, but again, I think it could actually play into uh, their hands, because I think on some level, you got to keep in mind, <clears throat> the, the destruction of the West is already underway at, at the hands of the global elite, right? I think the destruction of the West would actually just mean that we are more in the shitter than... I mean, there. I understand, I've mentioned this so many times before, there's obviously a window of opportunity. Like, if things actually collapse, like, yeah, you might be able to reform community again. There might be good people that can take charge of institutions or we build them up again. So there's always the possibility of opportunity when there's great, you know, chaotic upheaval and stuff like that. Uh, but at the same time... I think. Uh, what do you think? I mean, Derek. I think we're, we've been witch witnessing this like kind of a controlled demolition of the West for several decades now, and now we're like really, we're almost at the finishing line here now, or finish line. Economically, we've already been under attack for how long? I mean, China has invaded through Walmart. Walmart <laughs> gives us all our crappy goods. They're all over the place. Yeah. And uh, that's where we transfer most of our money and wealth over there. And it's good that you have this map up because we are seeing a bit of movement towards provinces splitting apart from federal re regulation in Canada. Because yeah. we were supposed to go under a national <clears throat> buyback program for our guns. Um, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and I believe Manitoba now have all said they won't enforce it. Oh, good. That's so awesome. I could have a move in my future. Uh, yeah, my exactly. Move to one of those places. Yep, yeah, there you go. No, uh, exactly. I mean, you could argue, you know, breakup is kind of like what they want. It would be more easily controlled. And at the same time, I mean, if, if you have a a new new world order, and again, we have articles on this. We'll talk about this later. But like of where like Putin, uh, Xi Jinping, and I don't know, like, you know, India, Brazil, like a, a new world order of sorts that are popping up and we're going to be under their thumb. Like, no, I don't want that either. I don't. That's, that's not going to no. be good for us at all. And China, like, will be part of that shit you know what i mean um, is that the uh, the brick alliance you're talking about yes exactly for, for one example but i mean they, they basically have their own i forget what it's called c csop or sysop or something like the the their version of nato now like in, on towards the east and stuff oh um, i didn't know that yep so uh, there's a couple we'll see if we can get to that we have a couple of articles on that uh thank you portents over on entropystream.live for slash red eyes tv jimmy fallis says uh, the blind spot isn't just with as of that's true uh, but also israel uh, they're the only group allowed to be nationalistic. Hello, Henrik and Derek. Great to see you. Hope you're doing well. Thank you. Yep, good point, uh, Jimmy. Appreciate that. All right. So before we get to Russia, I just quickly wanted to show a little bit of the damage from the hurricane in Florida because uh, that's kind of a big thing to do, to, to be honest. We, we, there's always the risk, of course. <laughs> like I said from the beginning, this is, um, th this is um, revenge on DeSantis. Uh, for uh, for the yeah. 50 migrants, I was just to make that joke, yeah. for, send <laughs> for sending the uh, 50 migrants to Mar Martha's Vineyard, right? But here's some of the damage here. I forget which Lee Lee County, I think this was. Now, if we had right wing newspapers, the headline would read: "DeSantis saves 50 migrants from 
hurricane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> no, can't have that. Uh, some areas pretty bad. I think we have a, a bridge. Was it this one or the one on the other side? There's a bridge collapse and stuff like that too. Oh man, um, pretty nasty stuff. Look at that, eating away of big chunks of the roads there. Yep, there's a <clears throat> bridge part just completely swept away. A lot of a uh, lot of damage here. Now there was this. By the way, for years on uh, Twitter, we've seen these memes after any hurricane of like sharks swimming in the waters uh, <laughs> yeah. on on like highways and stuff like that. And apparently, I saw one post of a woman who said none of those are true. Like, not, it's all I, I debunked this every. I debunked this now for twelve years. None of this is true. However, you know what happened during this one? Someone actually filmed uh, a shark this time. Uh, <laughs> did you Did you happen to see the walrus? No, is that true? <laughs> There's a walrus that was just kind of hobbling down the street to try and get away from people. I don't know if that oh, was shit. actually in Florida or not, or somebody was just playing Someone around. was fucking around with it. Well, I mean, the funny thing with it, and we'll be quick on this, guys, and then we'll go to Russia right away here, but <clears throat> you got to keep in mind some of the fake uh, reporting over the years that have happened when it comes to hurricane coverage. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all of this is like global warming, right? And you've seen these kinds of shots where like uh, Anderson Cooper is like knee deep in water and then like the camera guy is like just, uh, so, I mean, it is a few inches, but I mean, come on, like it's completely fake. Women in canoes swimming and then there's two guys accidentally walking in front of it <laughs> showing this like, you know, when she paddles, she's like scraping the road. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like their their global global warming kind of narrative, right? And here's one more. The guys are standing like in the weather channel pretending that they're almost blowing away and then two guys <laughs> calmly is walking right behind them. It's like not a big deal. Uh, anyway, here check out this one. Here's a uh, quick one from uh, everyone's favorite, right? We're talking about uh, uh, Don Lemon from CNN, right? He uh, trying to push that this is obviously unique and rare and these hurricanes have never happened on a uh, you know a science guy weather guy and this is the answer he didn't like this check this out can you tell us what this is and what effect the climate change has on this phenomenon well we can come back and talk about climate change uh, at a later time i want to focus on the here and now we think the rapid intensification is probably almost done there could be a little bit more intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico, but I don't think we're going to get any more rapid intensification. If you look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eye wall forming around the inner eye wall, and that's basically the second eye wall has overtaken the original eye wall, and that should arrest development. Uh, so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that that is happening now because it seems these storms are intensifying that's the question here. i don't think you can link climate change to any one event okay. oops on the whole on the cumulative <laughs> uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse uh, but uh, to link it to any one event um, I, I would caution against that okay well they, uh, listen i grew up there and these storms are intensifying something is causing them to <laughs> intensify <laughs> Poor Don Lemon has just been God. getting skewered on the news lately. Yeah, do you see the slavery, <laughs> the slavery one uh, with yeah, the British oh, lady? That was great. That was fantastic. That yeah, I yep. didn't even expect that from that. No, that was either. very shocking. It was obviously some patriotic, uh, you know, English woman, I assume, right? So, so eloquent we put the way she put it. Like, yeah, we should give reparations to those families that died on the high seas. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's based to give some some of the white guys some of that money. Wow, well, I mean. Man, we've paid, someone did the math, about uh, five Marshall plans to, uh, no, I'm sorry, no, about five trillion, so about 50 Marshall plans to Africa. That's what the West have given. 
in terms of like money and aid and all that stuff. I mean, it's crazy. It's just like endless, you know, streaming down. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, what else? Is that? No, I think. Oh no, one more clip. I want to sh show you guys this real quick here. Uh, <clears throat> the UN. Uh, a spokeswoman for the UN was out here. Uh, let me find her name here real quick. Uh, Melissa Fleming. And she was talking about how they have managed to get all basically the global warming propaganda bullshit, obviously, onto the top search results on uh, Google. Listen to uh, this. This was during a World Economic Forum event, by the way. You know, we partnered with have. Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, she but owns it? Again, it's... it's is that what she it, said? It is, um, yeah, she, she owns the science. They own the science. Oh, they, oh, yeah, yeah, like that, exactly. Yep, absolutely. Meaning they... There is no uh, contradictory science that works, right? It's all that there's totally checked out. There's no propaganda here. <laughs> Anything like as that. far as I knew, that like science was always about questioning the narrative. No, it, now it's settled. <laughs> it's settled until they uh, decide that it's not settled and something new happens that they can benefit from. You know, yeah. So t it's also tiresome, as I say. But uh, no, not not a not a big surprise there. They come like the ADL going out saying we work we work with Google and Facebook and YouTube and we put all our you know sources at the very top for this shit. Yeah. I, anyway, I'm just bringing it up because like. Every time it's like, and look, it might, you know, obviously it's a bad hurricane for some people, all that stuff, right? But it's like every time, we haven't had like major hurricane season in, in that part of the world for some time, it feels like. It wasn't been, I mean, for a while there, I forget, like 2000, what, four, five, six, seven or something. Maybe I'm getting that wrong a few years, but it's like intense hurricane season year after year. Now it's kind of laid off a little bit for a while. And then as soon as there's one hurricane again, then it's like, oh my God, global warming. Like we need to well, lock everybody down again. You know, for climate, it's got to be lockdowns. climate change, isn't yep, it? Exactly. Like insurance companies have been charging premiums for living in these areas forever, right? Yeah. Like but there is cycles that the world goes on and... Yep. <clears throat> We, we see it happening all the time. We just had uh, Fiona come in to uh, Nova Scotia and not, not a high death toll. I think there was only two people that got washed away, away to sea. Um, I think more people died from heart problems than they did from the, <laughs> from the, the actual from the hurricane. The vax. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't yeah. you hear Biden said the other day, you got to be uh, if you want to survive a hurricane, you got to get vaccinated. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That man, we're in a competition now. Who's got the more incompetent leader? He's the perfect fall guy, right? As everything just, when the shit hits the fan, I was like, well, you know, we had a bad, it was a bad guy. It's one of those white, white old guys. It's his, the it's white their old fault, guy. You know, so we'll yeah. get him out of the way yes. and put the, the female black lady. The young in black there. leader in, exactly. That, that's that's, that's going to happen here anymore. She's a real treat, too, hey, isn't yeah, she? Oh, my God. Jimmy Fallon says, we own the science. The platforms also, too. Uh, what the flying fuck? Pardon my French. Yep. Crazy shit, isn't it? Um, let's see. What do we have here? The Rev Dev says, uh, no, the Rev Chad said, Dev, uh, rants will not conform. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> All right. So let's begin on the Nord Stream. Uh, ob obvious explosion here, right? And this, someone made this <laughs> meme. I think, I, think this, I think this is pretty accurate, to be honest. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I mean, oh, this, I ev love it. This, <laughs> this event is on par with, 
I mean, it, it's like not 9-11 in the sense that like that many people. Well, actually, I, I take that back. I was going to say didn't die too early to tell. Right. Because we right. might be this looking is at like a soft strike, isn't it? Like, yeah, is absolutely. It? I mean, uh, we could have thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people f freezing to death this winter. We, we don't know. Uh, we talked with uh, we showed a clip the other day, the Wednesday show. No goes on from one guy, some expert in global energy, blah, blah, blah. He's sitting and basically what, what can we do? Well, we can pay more, of course, money. Right. But then we have to pray that we have a uh, mild winter and that's it. Like, are you shitting me? This is what we're hinging on this on now? <laughs> just we're, like We're, ju we're just going to pray? That's it. Yeah, just <laughs> thoughts and prayers, well, maybe, I guess. You know? Maybe if they all pray together, it might, God might hear it. I, 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 won't, I, I won't take the risk. <laughs> I don't want to take that risk. This going to do nothing for climate change when they're cutting down all the trees yeah. and uh, going after everything to burn. Like, Look, I mean, praying, I'm not shitting on praying. Praying is fine, but you can't like hinge your survival on it when there's things you can do uh, and you're being fucked over by our leadership <laughs> like in an obvious like uh, attempt here to, uh, to destabilize. And I mean, I kind of said it before, but it's like a it's kind of like a it's a dry run for a climate lockdown but now it's so severe because they've hinged it on the russia situation so they can just say even if things go terribly bad you the, all that's going to do i think even in my, i mean there are some sensible europeans that are seeing this too and we have some of that later too but a lot of the normies are just going to say this is Putin's fault, right? I mean, let's be honest. If, if shit starts going south, there's no, not enough energy. People are starting to freeze to death or whatever, can't cook their food. Uh, they're going to blame Putin. And, it, and we might be looking at a major global conflict as a, as a consequence of that. This is the ultimate tell of an of a NPC. And you see them on the right wing as well. <clears throat> People that, oh, Putin's bad. It's Putin that blew it up. What? fucking interest does Putin have in blowing up his own pipeline when he can just turn off the switch? That's just it. <clears throat> no, immediately was like this narrative. Uh, did we have a tweet? Yeah, we had a... Oh, this one was a good one. Check this out. I forget who shared this on Twitter. <clears throat> All these accounts. It's kind of small there, but every single account started reiterating the same stories. It's a CNN link, actually. European security officials observe Russian Navy ships in vicinity of Nord Stream pipeline <laughs> leaks, right? So it's like everything is ready to go. Uh, we that, know that's a lie. I have a friend who used to be in um, private security that follows these things. And there was a U.S. vessel tracked that was in the vicinity. It was the closest one to the vicinity of oh, yeah. uh, the yeah. explosion. I got the screenshots. Let's uh, put it up on screen right now. I would, well, no, Rance, they found a passport, okay? <clears throat> <It's>, <laughs> oh, these are just too good. <laughs> it was floating right on the bubbles. Case closed. No, it was actually an unnamed. There was airlines. There were uh, U.S. military vessels. Here's one that had no call sign. There's literally going refueling over uh, Gdansk in uh, uh, Poland, flying in circles around the area. And this is basically as close to the pipeline as you can get. And as you said, the other one, uh, U.S. government um, military vessels were close. You gotta send me these. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And these, by the way, these are not memes. Like the last, this one, this is like an actual screenshot. This is like not, you know, like making fun of it. That's an actual. Oh, see, no, I no. thought that was, you were doing the nine eleven. No, no, no. Over, this is no, no. This is actually shit that they tracked and no call sign thing. <laughs> yep, including this oh. vessel. There was another one. I mean, people can look these up, right? Um, F A F F A B one two three. Uh, th thndr is that is it acronym for thunder or something? I don't know. Uh, Eleven. These are supposedly. I mean, look them up. Don't you can't take one hundred percent certainty. But I I checked uh, a few posts yesterday. I checked out one of the call signs of one of the um, 
airlines, I think, one of the uh, um, uh, airplanes, rather, that went over the area. And that checked out. I mean, they, they'd gone over the... You can find them on, like, flight tracker uh, websites yeah. and stuff like that. So it's, like, legit stuff, right? And then, of course, you had the tell-all, right, where Ann Applebaum, one of the uh, preeminent uh, Atlantic uh, Council neocon-adjacent uh, activists who are vehemently anti-Russian, her husband... Uh, who was the foreign uh, minister for Poland, for, uh, former, maybe I think it is now, foreign minister of Poland, uh, Radek Sikorski, said, thank you, USA, right after the yeah. uh, bomb had gone off, essentially, right? <clears throat> so yeah. we know we know what's going on here. You know what I mean? We, I think we know who did this. This It doesn't really... It, I mean, it does, look, there's always a possibility, unless you can, like, you know, 100%, you can nail it and confirm it and pin it down. It's like, yep, Putin, Putin did it or whatever. Russia did it, right? But... We haven't seen that yet, and Europe is probably going to release some report and say, "Well, you know, they're going to fake it, and they're going to they're not they're not going to show you these flights that I'm showing you now, and they're just going to pretend that that never happened." And it was like, "Yeah, we had right. one Russian vessel, and that's got to be it." They even said in one article that they could be have planted this years ago down under there, whoever it was. You know what I mean? Okay, granted, if people wanted to do put those kind of contingencies into their own pipelines, sure, I could see that happening, but it yeah. still doesn't make sense for no. blowing it up. No. It, even if he comes out and they do, Russia does an investigation, finds out who it actually is, they're going to tell the people, they're just going to say it's a sham just like these elections. Yeah. Yep. Like, there's no win here. No. No, there's no win. There's only escalation and <clears throat> the adults, uh, the, the, those who are supposed to be the adults, are, are doing everything they can on both sides to escalate and to make it as bad as possible. And, and look, from the get-go... You know, I kind of, you know, there was this like they, they kind of painted Russia into a corner in a way. And it was almost like, well, what are they supposed to do almost, you know, in a way. Uh, but now, like trying to fast track uh, Ukraine uh, NATO membership and shit. Like, I mean, this is like the worst fucking thing imaginable. Like, look, I, I'm sorry. I don't want my kids to grow up in like a post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, fallout scenario here. But call me crazy. But, you know, I no, just don't think this is That's what our leaders are going for. Like, the, even yeah. with the language and vernacular that they're using, they're saying things like unprovoked and illegal war. Unprovoked? Yeah. NATO colonialism it wasn't supposed to go any further in the Warsaw Pact 1991. Yeah. I think it was. And how far have they gone in since then? Endless. So I mean, all the Baltic eight. countries, Finland, now they're gobbling up Sweden. Uh, I'm sorry, Sweden, Finland, I was gonna, Norway, I was going to say. Uh, but they've got gobbling up Finland and Sweden now. That's going to destabilize everything. It was perfect to have those countries as a buffer zone right between there in the Baltic. Of yeah. like, they can be more objective. They're more neutral and stuff. I mean, even though Sweden have for years, years and years, been like under the thumb of America anyway. They're, they've been doing NATO drills. I showed it in the last Wednesday show. For years, there's been like NATO drills in American military military presence in Sweden, despite the fact that they're not uh, NATO members yet, but that's changing. Yeah, the, the, the bigger NATO gets, the more you're going to see Russia and China, places like that, make alliances just out of necessity. Yeah. You know, they don't want to get singled out from such a big power or allied power. Or what do they call them? The allies? The, the allies, allied. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, let me take a couple of these here. Uh, Der Sherusker over on Entropy Stream says, uh, as I said many times, uh, here's there. Maybe the, there's definitely many brave warriors in the Azov Battalion and in the right sector. But the uh, Jew government, quoting here, <clears throat> of Zelensky's evil, this conflict is not just black and white. It's true. I agree with that. Uh, this, is a, uh, this is a Jewish Zionist supremacist war set against us, European people, set against the white race. Yeah, I mean, I think there is... Um, Something to be said about the factions that are fighting here. And as I said, initially, early on in the process, I felt more like, 
you know, it's more, more sensible what Russia is involved in, but then I've seen actions and stuff that they've done lately. I mean, it's mostly symbolic, I guess, to a certain extent, as we look more at the speech he did today. He Now he kind of back to, he says this is not about recreating the Soviet Union stuff, but like them whipping out the so-called victory banner with a hammer and sickle on it and stuff like that. I just kind of, yeah, I get that me, got weird. makes yeah. me a little uneasy, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I, mean, I don't I, know about this. Okay, <laughs> I, I can't say that I totally endorse Azov Battalion. I wear this more as a troll. Right, um, no, I get that. Yeah, exactly. No. no but the, I mean, uh, of course, the documentaries and stuff that I've watched, I mean, they've committed war crimes as well as what I've seen. I don't know if yeah. that's true, though. Like, I couldn't tell you the difference between a Ukrainian and a Russian listening There's to There's so many gay ops and so much false info, and they could be dressing up like the other guys and make them look right. bad. And I mean, it's exactly. You, you don't even know. It's I couldn't tell the difference between a Ukrainian and a Russian. I couldn't. Yeah. Like... Uh, yep. Um, anyway, there's a lot to say about that, to be honest. But, uh, I mean, yes, your point is basically that I think... I think even if Russia is, you can you can argue this point, right? Are, are they being played? Are they being a willing pawn in this and stuff like that? But then there's some movements and things that they've done where I'm like, no, 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 this is not, I, I, you know, I, I don't like that. The development, I, I don't want a new new world order with their ruling over us and shit like that, you know. Uh, and some of the things Putin said today, some great stuff. Don't get me wrong. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll show some of that too. Some g great stuff, which are criticism against the West. But surely the biggest problem we have in the West is not like how we're racist and, and, and you know, colon I get the idea of saying that NATO is kind of like a colonizing or they're taking over. They're like expanding. It's like, yeah, OK, I get that. But not like going back to the Middle Ages and talking about like Anglo-Saxons being <laughs> all of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it got kind of <laughs> weird there. Like, I guess he's talking about England. Yeah. Like, who else would you be talking about? going back that far i mean the the white uh, the white uh, anglos <laughs> but if we'll talk more about that let me do a couple more of this uh derisha says we're facing turbulent times yes all the comrades like you henrik and lana and many others uh, are an inspiration hail to you well thank you thank you Derek appreciate that same to you thank you to all of you guys out there no matter what happens we appreciate you we're gonna still we're gonna be here as long as we can uh, it's, <laughs> not, it's certainly not over yet but things are i mean look things are escalating and it's getting crazy out there. This is this is like insane shit. I mean, we've this is the worst escalation uh, that we've seen since the b beginning of this war. It kind of you know slowed down a little bit, but now we're just like we're right back up there. This is like five minutes to midnight right now, uh, and it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> they didn't. Why couldn't anybody acknowledge the the referendum they were having in those four different regions, two regions and two republics? Even if it was China that went in, if it was Mexico, it could have been anybody from the UN. They could have prevented this war from happening and nobody was interested. They just wanted to label it a sham all the way along. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's just it. I, I mean, no proof, really. Which is, oh, this is just a sham election. Yeah, I saw some stories sham, like uh, military, Russian militaries like forcing people at gunpoint to vote. I saw some article like that. As I like, saw the Ukrainians shelling the Russians that were trying to vote. Yeah, right. Like, yep. I, uh, or what it's I perceive more. to be Russian, ethnic Russians in Ukraine trying to vote at their polling stations being shelled by other Ukrainians. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Fallon says, the normies will blame Putin. Yeah, but the normies are retarded. <laughs> it's like, democracy <laughs> works. Yeah, but everyone's retarded, so it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's That's true. the biggest problem. It's, and it's not about, like, <clears throat> we have to convince the normies or anything like that either, really. But uh, there's something to be said for, you know, a popular opinion. The point is, if you had, and we might see this later this year because of the, you know, freezing that sets in after now the uh, 
Russian gas being cut off in this way. Sabotage. This is a, I, I consider this a terrorist attack. There, there's no other way about it. I mean, especially yep. the, the fallout from this. Um, I can see if you ha- if you did have mass uprising by normies, masses came out and they're protesting like stop funding uh, Ukraine, don't give them any more arms, we don't want to send them our billions. These parties had to sit down at the table and negotiate. That's what we're doing here. It, that would help. I mean, it's just a fact. That would help. I mean, enormous pressure does help, uh, and you need numbers for that. That's just a fact. You know what I mean? How much money have you guys given Ukraine now? You mean America? Yeah. I saw what a few billion every week. It's something incre- insane. It's something I mean, insane. Like it's like 70 billion, isn't it? The, in I, total? I, th- I th- wasn't there one package alone that was something like 40 billion or some shit like that. I think it's like, yeah, it's, it's probably like <laughs> it, towards a hundred billion now. And that's not even, I think so that's crazy. not counting certain specific weaponry or certain, uh, you know, already existing like in pro- stuff that's already been produced when it comes to weaponry and stuff like that. Sure. They're just doing the cash amount. <sighs> I think in yeah. Canada they gave 109 million to LGBT initiatives, um, whatever to Ukraine, and only something like 500 thousand or something like that has gone to uh, Hurricane Fiona. Yeah, exactly. Uh, survivors and wreckage, and what Trudeau actually said is, that, "Hey, we'll give, we'll match whatever you get. The Red Cross gets as a donation." Yeah. Are you kidding me? This is. I'm sorry. I'm just a little pissed off at how much money we're sending Ukraine. Yeah. But you know, people in in Nova Scotia right now. Sorry, we just don't have any money to help you out. I know this. Like people are freezing to death. Like when we're expe- oh, no, we're going to cut off your gas. I mean, we've seen some insane clips of these EU, uh, especially tons of women too. By the way, just like a bunch of women in the EU, like. You got to control your teenagers' showers, and then you know, because <laughs> that will oh stick it to God. Putin. You know, like shit like that. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Germany might not be able to heat their, their homes, and they're building like heating centers now, so the people are going to have to leave their homes and sit in some government, you know, uh, concrete box to like stay warm. And, and, and despite that, we're like expected to just pour out billions and billions of euros for the Ukraine crisis. Like, I, I'm sorry, but at some point you got to start taking your own side and see the lunacy about. How the West, NATO, the EU, all these all these groups that we're talking about have just made it worse and worse and worse. They've and antagonized. They've put us in this situation, and 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 the and people need to be held accountable for this. Rents. Yeah, they do. Who's gonna do it? Who's I mean, gonna do just, it? Yep. We've just watched a complete sham of an election happen in your country, and yep. I think everyone that we have up here is a, is a sham. Yeah. Um, we're still using paper ballots and pencils for a federal election. Yeah, the Sweden Democrats probably would have been. I mean, we, we saw shit this election that we saw back in 2018 as well. Like they were throwing out ballots. You know, you have these paper ballots that were they're not on location. People intentionally sabotage and stuff. There's other ways as well. I, I'm glad they're the second largest party, and we'll see what they can do with that influence. Uh, but um, they they all yeah. out said in Canada that elections. Canada found enough votes that were thrown in the trash. They found enough that would have swayed the election. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody does anything. Nope. No, nothing said. Nope. Like that, you just basically found out that they cheated in the election, and nothing happens. Nothing happens. There's That's no just recourse. The, the, nope, nope. No one sets their foot down. There's no accountability. No responsible people anywhere. It's insane. Leroy Dumont says the Baltic pipeline opened the day after Nord Stream was blown up. What a lucky coincidence. That's right. I covered that Wednesday. Uh, taking Norwegian gas into Poland, and then from Poland it's being sent to neighbors. But yes, a direct competitor to to the Nord Stream was uh, was uh, inaugurated the same 
fucking day this blew up. It's incredible. You know, you can't make it up. Uh, so I had a couple of stories on this here. Uh, who pays for the failed Nord Stream 2? European taxpayers. Now, this is actually this was published before it blew up. So now it's like then it was still the possibility like, yes, there were a couple of repairs that could have been done. Uh, but it could have been flicked back on in terms of like, you know, but but this is, look, America is interested in ensuring that Europe is 100% on their side, right? We had that clip with Biden saying that like, we'll find a way of blowing it up. Germany is not their own country anymore. They're not a sovereign country. They've been no. occupied since after the Second World War. And they're basically it's just like Sweden. They're like um, NATO's bitch, America's bitch. You know what I mean? That's, that's it. Well, when you see a country like germany go through what they did i forget what year that was 1200 rapes on a new year's eve party yeah in cologne yep sorry your country has fallen a long time ago uh, and so is mine yeah. i'm yeah. not saying my country's any better no it's true <clears throat> it's it's bad already right and i mean you could argue like the the multi multiculturification is that a word um the the immigration well, the open borders and all that stuff it's the same Overall, I mean, there's slightly different player, but the, you know, gen overall, you're talking about an establishment that's like largely agree they're moving our countries in the West in a specific direction. The very same people again that like are vehemently defending nationalistic sentiments, and not that that's wrong in Ukraine, are, are, are shooting us down in back home in our countries, right? And targeting nationalist groups. They're they're freaking out because someone like uh, Meloni was elected in Italy. Oh, fascism! Oh my God, you know, so it's like. <laughs> the billions you're pouring into this conflict, it, just in your proxy war against her, it's so blatant. But it also show you, Derek, that like it's not about ideology. It's not about a, a certain political faction that needs to win. The, it's about ruthlessly about control and about uh, you know resources and money at the end of that too. But control and you use any political group that you can to to advance your agenda. Everything gets subverted. <clears throat> Any movement we've ever had up here in Canada gets subverted, much like the convoy. And you had that BJ Dictor that took off with some of the money and uh, never got arrested. And we're seeing that same tr transfer of emotion go from every, because everybody's pissed off at the government the way it is right now. There was a lot of support behind that convoy. Yeah. And now that that's kind of disbanded, who's picked up the reins now is Pierre Polivier. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. I just don't get it. People want to talk about the United Nations Sustainable Development, the Global Compact on Migration and the Century Initiative, but they don't want to say that the Conservative Party is also signed on to those contracts. Right. So we're just watching this movement. Nobody's been able to to harness the emotions that the convoy had and put it into the proper political party. What's Instead of what's happened is the Conservative Party has hijacked it right in front of us crazy and that's what they do they're opportunists they jump on it it is the same thing you know i want to get stuck on this but like the flow of um thinking kind of thing like in sweden where the sweden democrats kind of managed to change the narrative a little bit around things like immigration and like how bad you know how bad things are in sweden on that front and then the other parties kind of pick up those talking points i mean it, granted a few years they didn't do that but what does it matter yeah. if they pick up talking points if they don't do shit about it once they're elected? You know what I mean? <laughs> that is just like to temporarily placate people and say, "Oh, we'll, no, no, we'll 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 be strong about it. We'll deal with the criminal gangs and the open borders and the and the rapes and stuff." And then they get into power. Shit happens. You know, nothing. We saw that with our biggest province, Ontario, when Kathleen Wynne had spent all the money, screwed up the school curriculum, sold out, sold us out on hydro and everything. Just the biggest scandals, and uh, so they 
vote in a supermajority for the conservatives who promised to get rid of the carbon tax and a whole bunch of other things. Didn't do it. <laughs> Didn't do a single thing he campaigned on it, but he has a supermajority. So that means he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. There's no voting. He just does whatever he wants. Man. And uh, it's been a disaster. Yeah. So hopefully people remember that. That's the conservative party of the biggest province in, Ont- in Canada. Um, it's going to do the same thing on a federal level. Look yeah. at what Jason Kenney did. Look at what all these fools did all across the country. Like, That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. <clears throat> I, w- I want to just show guys here this too, that um, Germany and Finland, the taxpayers in Germany and Finland are the ones that are going to p- mop up here basically after the uh, Nord Stream then. Uh, Nord Stream 2 is now dead with 745 miles of pipeline lying unused on the bed of the Baltic Sea ever since Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine in February. And of course, it didn't technically, it could have been started up, but now it definitely is dead, right? Because it's blown up. Larger parts of that redundant infrastructure was paid paid for by Finland and Germany, both of which have a, uh, having to pick up an enormous bill. Finland's involvement stems from Fortum's, inv- or F- uh, Fortum's investment to a major stake in Uniper, the German utility company. Fort, uh, Fortum is 50.76% state-owned. So... These are the, I mean, this is why Finland and Germany and other countries that were depending on this should get angry and do proper objective investigations and find out who the hell is behind this and hold those people accountable and responsible. It's a good thing those countries are controlled as well, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Finland, Finland is become, is it Finland that wants to be part of NATO? Uh, yeah, or they're joining with Sweden now here uh, coming soon. They've, they've uh, so, submitted applications yeah. to ascend, as I call it. You ascend into, you don't join, you ascend into NATO. Oh, you ascend? Yeah, you ascend. You ascend. I like that whole <laughs> ceremony that Zelensky was doing in front of the green screen today there. So, pretend, oh, we're signing the application. Yeah, this is all official in NATO. This bullshit. Yep, here it is Get right here. Get the fuck out of here. That table isn't in the same... <laughs> that isn't in that square. That's a green screen. Why are you I, doing this? We, I mean, uh, that can't, yeah, it, it's it's hard. I have I saw some of the footage a while ago. He uploaded one to his Instagram channel, and it's like, look, here's movement of the camera and stuff. This looks definitely better, but but the stuff I saw, like we saw a few months ago, obviously fake. Like, the, I mean, cr- crazy the, bad. Okay, the green screen. that looked great because it looked like it was on an oscillating camera in a in a studio. Yeah, <laughs> like that's weird. What? It's, it's possible. Anyway, there he is. Yep, signing um, the NATO membership a- application right there. Absolutely crazy stuff. So Germany here again. How will Germany navigate its gas shortage nightmare this winter from new scientists? Um, what else do we had here? I think we had one more, hadn't we? Where did that go? The archived version. Oh, did I not? Oh, here. This I need to show this real quick here. <clears throat> the inflation in Germany now is up double digits. I forgot to pull this one and check this out. Uh, New York Times. German inflation soars to double digits for the first time in decades. Consumer prices rose 10.9% in the year through September, much higher than expected, driven by high energy and food prices. And I did a shorter segment and I uploaded that to our channels regarding the devastation that this could have in terms of uh, European production, uh, food uh, supply, uh, fertilizer shortages as a consequence of this. They're talking about whole entire segments of the European industry right now being potentially shut down because of the lack of energy and the high prices. Like, that's insane. They're killing our civilization. They're shutting it down. It's like a controlled demolition here, Dirk. You can see it happening right before your eyes, and it's up to the people of that region to band together and take over. You can't let your... <clears throat> yeah, and you have to do it before winter. 
unfortunately, because when it gets to the point where you have no energy and it's too cold out, you can't even move to go and defend yourself in your own country. Like winter is harsh as fuck. We don't realize it because we're living in a modernized world no. where we have car. We go from our heated house to our heated car and drive to the heated place we work at. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that, you go in the middle dead of winter and see how far you make it. I know. Running through a field. We don't know. We don't three know feet yet. of snow. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no one no one has any idea. We've been so comfortable for such a long time. And that's why, like, I mean, reasonably, I mean, we talk about the fact that they want they want us dead here all the time. And, you know, yeah. when they rolled out the, the super safe and effective magical uh, juice, we said the same thing. Like, look, this is going to kill a bunch of people. And now we're seeing those excess deaths coming in. But the combination of things, though, right? Food shortages. People are sicker yeah. than ever because of the, the vax and or bioweapon, whatever, you know, you, you argued that it is. And then you have like, now people can't heat their homes. Like we might be, this is insane. I can't even believe I'm saying this and talking about this, but we might see millions of people dead in Europe this winter. Is this uh, the winter? Because I've thought about that every winter so far. Is this the one? Like dark, that's a the dark huge winter. blow. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> if they can't get this fixed, what do they have? About a month? It'll take longer than that to fix this pipeline. I don't know. Uh, it, it's just insane. And there's people out there that... It's the and look. You can argue some of these are like the faces outwardly, but like look at what the, the policy that they're driving, the Anthony Blinkens, the Victoria Newlands, right? The Ann Applebaums, the these kind of neocon esque people behind like the the Atlantic Council and shit like that that have been driving this driving this hardlined um, issue against against Russia. And you can you can argue that there's so, I mean again dumb people in our own countries like they. In Germany, for example, and this is true in many other European countries, they folded to the green agenda, right? Oh, we're going to decommission nuclear power plants and stuff. We're going to build green energy things, right? That didn't happen. There's nothing to make up for this. They become super dependent, therefore, on Russian gas. And then when this conflict break, breaks out, we're expected to take a hardline Ukrainian view as opposed to sit down at the negotiating table with Russia and say, well, obviously, we made a bunch of dumb mistakes here. We have now we have to like, you know, what's the, you know, suck up that essentially. We have to suck that up now. And say, actually, the survival of our own people is more important than, you know, at this point, at least, Russia's needs. So maybe we should negotiate with them. Maybe we should keep the gas flowing. And they've been ready to as well. I mean, we played one clip of Putin's like, just turn the button back on. Like, you, we can do this. But again, the, the, the American, you know, neocon Zionist forces have, have they, they don't want that. They want Europe to be 100% dependent on them to get them deeper involved into the conflict. And now it's real, right, after this shit. It's 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 just global conflict at the end of that. What else is there? You know what I mean? I think you summed it up pretty well. I mean, they don't want peace. If they wanted peace, they had a, an agreement at the beginning of this so-called war where I think um, they were going to have the referendum and Zelensky was going to not sign with NATO. And then it was America that talked him out of it. Yeah. So yep. I hate to say it, but guys, we're not the good guys in this conflict. They're, they're, we're, we're being, no, we're being. The played. ones representing us are not the good guys. Exactly. That's just it. And at the end of the day, it's a bunch of people. Even if you see Russia part of that or they're, you know, they're, they're willingly used or they're a pawn in some way or another. Look, it's Russian people being screwed over. It's Europeans being screwed over. It's it's basically like another you know European conflict we're looking at here, and that's only going to hurt us and our people. And these elites are not going to they're they're sitting back, rubbing their hands, and it. laughing at this. You know what I mean? Uh, it's How insane. How to be so arrogant to make people fight like this? Like I know it's crazy. I, and then everyone not, gets emotionally involved. I'm not fit involved, to be drafted know? to war though, so <clears throat> I'm not vaccinated. So. <laughs> 
push comes to shove, I think that looked the other way for that. I would assume. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> there wasn't. I hear like uh, wasn't <laughs> Ukraine barely had a like a fifteen percent vaccine intake or something like that really? at the time. Okay. Good. Well, good for them. <laughs> good for them. But yeah, they, they, don't, they don't have to do it. Yeah, there was a couple of clips here too, by the way. Uh, did I not save? No, here's the source for this. Let me play this clip here. I've lowered the volume here, but it's a, um, a group in Germany called the Wolfgang Group, the owner of one of Germany's largest textile companies, Trigema, calls for a break with America following the suspected terrorist attack on the Nordic uh, Nord Stream pipelines. Uh, he did an interview with the German outlet uh, Bild. And this comes as anti-American sentiments in the German-speaking world reach new heights in the last days with the terms such as Sanktionen gegen die USA, sanctions against USA, and a hashtag Kriegsklarung, uh, uh, I think it is, declaration of war, uh, trending on Twitter, and calls to burn the American flag. Uh, interesting development. Um, I don't. I totally understandable. <laughs> you know, like just That's a hard stance to take, man. And only a private corporation would do something like that. They obviously pose to lose money from this. They have to, right? <clears throat> Those would be the only people that would want to call them out for it. Yeah, and good on them. Yeah, because then what does Germany do as a people? Fuck their leader. I mean, the leader's going to do whatever they're told. Sure, exactly. But the uh, the people. What do you do if you find out it was America? Do you then turn to Russia? Like, do you let them be your daddy? I, I think we have to stand on our own. We always say, I mean, look, I get it. Some people say, well, you you know, they're, they get super angry because I'm not like either super pro-Russian or super pro-Ukrainian. It's like I'm, I, I'm arguing like I'm trying to I'm trying to be balanced here and objective. And, and as I said in the beginning, at the end of the day, unless we personally do things that actually affect the outcome of this or if affect our politicians who take a stand on these issues, it's just navel gazing on our part, and us fighting over this yeah. is completely pointless. Yeah. It doesn't fucking solve anything, and nothing happens. And instead, yeah. you have a, even more fractionalism internally in in people that are like anti-establishment already, right? So that's kind of dumb it's, and gay. But it's like it seems be, really simple to me, doesn't it? Like the people of where they live, whoever dominate that area, have a vote. If everybody believes in democracy so much, why are they so much against this vote? Yeah, I mean, they, it, it, again, they just really say that it's be fake, simple you know? if everybody wants peace. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. No, I think again, I think we can. Like, you know, it's hard to be fence sitters, and then you know, the more this goes on and stuff like that, and drags on and stuff, then like people will pick, you know, pick sides or whatever. But again, unless you're personally being asked to like go fight in this war. It doesn't really matter. I, I think most countries would be better. Look, I understand the idea of alliances and stuff, but all that stuff at the end of the day have, have always just led to more and more centralization, right? Destruction of the tribe by another tribe that gobbles that one up. And then they two regions that gobble each other up, two different people gobble each other up, two different states gobble each other up, two different nations gobble each other up. Now it's like different continents that are like forming here. And I, I just think we're... It's a little bit of this like Hegelian kind of game being played on us by elites. They don't care about some of these nations anymore. They're sitting at the very top of this shit and and seeing us as pawns and they're playing with these different nations. And it's not like, well, oh, being a nationalist, uh, nationalistic sentiments is being manipulated. So you shouldn't fight at all. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm just saying we have to be smart in terms of like where we actually put our support behind. Because most of them might just be pawns and be used. In some cases, it's okay to take your own side because you don't have to stand with people that don't take your side. And and, and it's fine. There are third options. There There is a third path out of these things. You know what I mean? I've had the, that stance for the longest time. 
<clears throat> with Russia, Ukraine. I never mentioned it. I never talked about it on my show. I just kind of left it alone because I don't know anything about the region. I don't talk to those people or know those people. And then I found out my, uh, my landlord's wife is actually uh, Russian Ukrainian and she's filled me in and showed me the videos and showed me all this stuff. She hates this shirt, obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> but she showed me a lot of it and I don't want to know what I know now about the place. I feel like I know too much and I don't even know if what, if I, what I do know is real. Cause what do you have? You have RT, which is considered the, the state broadcaster, <clears throat> Yeah. Right, that that's what we disavow as uh, propaganda as, uh, in the West. Propaganda, yeah. But yet we have a state broadcaster here in Canada. It's the CBC, yeah. And people don't want to acknowledge it's the exact same thing as what Russia has, yeah. So they're telling us whatever they want us to know. You have to listen to both and come up with a conclusion. And to me, it seems like while listening to my news and their news, Putin is more rational in this conflict. Yeah, yeah. Despite the fact, and we'll get to those in a moment here, guys. But despite the fact of like, uh, why did he? What did he have to say that? And and it, look, he they they obviously have their own. He look. This is what I think is a takeaway from it. No one is going to show up and save you. That and that's really that's it. Like no one's gonna. Putin's not gonna take your side. <laughs> like if you're out there, you're you're a nationalist or whatever. He's not gonna show up and take your side. He he does what his job is, which is to take Russia's and and the Russian people's side. He's gonna advance. They have their own interest. They benefit from destabilization in the West because that means more problems internally, which means they're you know we're weaker and stuff, which benefits them. They have their own. You know, he was today. It was shitting on the West's, you know, colonialist legacy and all that stuff. And it's like, but they have their own colonialist legacy as well. You know, what I mean, you're not going to out, you're not going to out leftist narrative us. <laughs> but that's what he seems he's trying to do. I think he could look. He did say some really good things, and we'll talk about that. But I think this idea of like thinking he's going to out Antifa, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the West or whatever. Is is not going to work. He could have taken a side where, like, uh, where he speaks more to maybe to Europeans or something like that. But again, this was this. I'm, not, I'm making it too complicated to be honest. This was not what what it was about to a certain extent. It was about them, you know, them doing fulfilling what they want, uh, their objectives and stuff like that. And and frankly, that's reasonable. He's doing what all leaders should should do. Look look out for yours and your own, right? Yeah, I mean, from what I've learned from the uh, the entire conflict is that they are ethnic Russians living under the border of Ukraine. They've always considered themselves Russian. They've always, they speak Russian. And it wasn't until NATO colonialism trying to move into this area that they started to say, you can't speak your ethnic tongue. Like you're not allowed to speak Russian anymore. Right. And I've seen shelling. I've seen obviously these guys and not only these guys, but the tornado battalion as well <clears throat> doing some of the most horrific things. Now, is that propaganda? I don't know. Is that what Putin had to show his people in order to get them to follow him into war? Yeah, because, I mean, there is an an, an equal dehumanization uh, rhetoric being driven, obviously, on their side. And that's just, why? Because that's war. That's what you have to do. You can't, like, you yeah. know, you, you can't go to war and, like, eh, you know, we're going to try to be fair and objective here. Like, you lose right away. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. I'm not saying that, that, that they're supposed to do. But again, like Canada is just going to turn around and say, you know what? I'm tired of fucking Greenland. They've just been hovering above us over there. With, they're not shit. saying anything, not doing anything. They don't even have their own news station we can watch. Like, fuck 
fuck those guys. We're going to invade them. <laughs> you go. think anybody would support that? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, you know, all seriousness, I mean, they've been they've been at war with you know you know the donbass region luhansk has been shelling from the ukrainian side on that side for, for since 2014 they got sick and fed up with it and this was the, the straw that broke the gamble's camel's back and they say that's it we're gonna we're gonna what, what's gonna be interesting now is what is the next step because are the crazy neocon leaders in the west right? uh like uh, again i mentioned ann applebaum but she's one of these people right she's been um this woman here, she's married to that Polish guy that made that tweet. Thank you, USA, after the bombing. She's been driving this super hard line, obviously anti-Russian kind of um, line. And and people like them, first of all, they would love to see our our sons and daughters and, and us even, you know, go to war and fight on behalf of like America's, you know, Zionist foreign policy apparatus and, and, and go and die and line up and, 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 and be killed over that. Um, they're insane. And, and they don't care, ultimately. These people are, are, are insane. They, they will just uh, demonize them at every turn and say what they need to say to get people riled up, up enough to, to go into this conflict. Now, the other side have problems with this, too. And that's why I'm like, I, I'm, uh, you know, neutral is kind of wrong, maybe. But someone made this meme. And they said, oh, this is um, Gog versus Magog, right? Huh. Relying on the, on the biblical thing. And that's actually an interesting thing on top of everything is you just add another layer to complicate things even more, like an eschatological, you know, yeah. new line that's driven here. But then you could, this is like Zog versus Merzog. You know what I mean? It's like the same, it's the same thing. It's the same crowd behind it. I think it. Adam Green used to uh, expose Putin for a bunch of different things. Didn't he? Yeah, I we've done those shows. And, 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 and listen to his stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's reasonable. You, you don't have to – you can listen to that and you can – you know, you, you got to take all of it in to make to form your opinion, uh, to make an accurate opinion. That's just what it is, right? I'm just saying this blind, like blind um, Putin hatred is as cringe as blind Putin worship. In this case, yeah. you know what yep. I mean? Because they have their own agenda, they have their own things. Now, on certain issues, they're going to be more uh, more reasonable, I guess, than the West, and. Because I can't look at the whole Zelensky gang and the, and the way that he's promoted in the West and the whole apparatus behind them and all the same people that have been trying to replace us for decades in our own countries. Well, all of a sudden, we're like, yay, you know, nationalism. You know, it's like, I, I don't buy it. You know what I mean? I don't buy it. Didn't Zelensky just buy an Italian villa somewhere? Yeah, and he had one, one of the tweets I saw was that his parents, uh, he bought his parents an $8 million home in Israel where they're hiding out. Like, seriously, guys, that... Where is our journalism? Why aren't these things being exposed? You know what I mean? Are these people have the nerve to call themselves journalists and not look into the facts? Always follow the money. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I know. And it's very possible that uh, a lot of people are being played here too. But anyway, um, that was a deeper point I was going to make about Anne Applebaum and the, 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 the people there. It'll probably come back to me. But anyway, to move on here. So I show the RT piece. She's so, a chicken hawk, really, isn't she? Oh, my God. She's despicable. Yeah, the Atlantic she, Council, look after that. The American Enterprise Institute. The, the, in fact, the website that I saw, people want to do a deep dive on this because we won't have time today, SIPA. Check this out. This is the most uh, – let me see. Where's the about – oh, there it is, about SIPA. <clears throat> They're called the Center for European Policy Analysis. And it's just this you know, endless just like anti-Russia. It's all about that, right? Anti-Russian line that they're driving – and what? in this story, uh, they actually interviewed. Oh, where did that go? 
oh, I lost that now. There was uh, Anne Applebaum that actually referenced her in this piece, and they had a long presentation. It was a whole YouTube uh, clip and stuff. Damn it, I lost it now. It was it was it was on one of these uh, one of these stories that they had up here on SEPA recently. But there, my point is, there's so many of these groups, and it's like it's part of that same alliance of like NATO. Uh, stay behind armies. The, the, the same people that did like Operation Gladio in Europe back in the 70s and stuff like that are doing these kinds of gay ops. They, they're also blowing up our pipelines, declaring war essentially on, on, on European people. While we think like, oh no, that you know, Putin's bad. Therefore, we have to side with Zelensky and these people because that's the only re you know re reasonable thing to do. We're already stuck here with people and leadership. They're trying to get rid of us. And now we're going to go to war for them as well and, and, and die? You know, it's like, no, screw that shit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no way. No, I, I hope the majority of the people in both our countries realize what's actually happening here. Yeah. Uh, right now, it's just blind Ukraine, Zelensky. He's our guy. Time magazine, fucking all these photo shoots, buying shit. Fuck that guy. That Like, <laughs> to be honest with you, I've seen him criticize Canada for... Um, sticking with their contract with Russia for giving them a power generator, criticizing us. Yeah. I mean, it, if it was me, I would send them a crate of fucking Nerf guns. You know there what you I mean? go. Yep. I don't. And again, it, that doesn't mean, and that people will run with that and say, oh, you want to kill uh, Ukrainians. Fuck you, man. You know, it's like, no, it's like, it's, it's not. It's I don't not want that anybody simple, to know? die. Yeah. No, I, like, I, I, I don't I want to see any conflict have like, no, I, I mean, but this is what it's going to be. I, tr I truly genuinely wish the best for the Ukrainian people. But then you're like, you will not be able to have a conflict unresolved going on for like since, you know, for decades now almost. And just keep going without there being like a, a some kind of violent resolution to it. That's usually what happens, and that's what we're witnessing right now. As I said, oh, that's what I was going to say that the Ann Applebaum shit that came back to me now. They have been pushing this line, and I, I did a presentation, or I, I did a kind of review of a talk that Peter Zihan did recently. It's up in RedEyesMembers.com right now, called "The End of Globalization," and he's like a mainstream geopolitical guy. He's like he informs like the Mitt Romneys and shit like that, right? But it's kind okay. of interesting to see the main, like what the mainstream narrative is, right, on these things. So he's a geopolitical guy, and he's talking about how Russia, they, they have this like dumb dumb uh one-dimensional view that like putin is just going to invade the rest of europe because that's the only way he can defend russia and so their the argument is internally among the halls of power in the west is that putin won't stop he, he will keep going he's going to invade poland he's going to take over all these countries and stuff like that and i'm sitting and listening to this i'm just like I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's like, okay, may maybe we'll see, right? That's why I'm saying it's going to be interesting to see what the next step is now. Do they, do they, t you know, claim these four regions? They annex them. I, I think some will be obviously coming, ascending into becoming part of the Russian Federation, right? But then they become autonomous regions, uh, you know, at the same time kind of thing. But it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next, right? And see if there, the mainstream Western geopolitical kind of view that Putin's going to just keep invading all these other countries until like there, there's no, nothing left it's kind of like this you know view that like germany back in the second world war they wanted to they wanted to take over the entire world and they're the were the aggressors and stuff you know what i mean it's like this yeah. one-dimensional cartoonish view of like wait a minute that he would be kind of dumb right i mean he seems like a reasonable guy on some things he's probably smart right putin would he just like walk right into a nato country and, and expect like not there to be nuclear exchange at that point you know well i mean he's already annex his territory he's claimed it as his if somebody backs him up like china and different places they say yeah it was a legit 
um, referendum that they had, fine. But what's the ramifications if they, they don't recognize it, but Putin does? It's just going to be war. Yeah. <clears throat> so now they're going to attack that part of Ukraine. And once we actually go to war, that means China takes Taiwan. Yeah. That means who knows what happens over here in the West because I've heard that there's plenty of uh, Chinese corporations taking over in Venezuela right now that are like shell corporations. And there was an actual general uh, from the U.S. I was listening to talking about this being a threat as if Venezuela was going to be the next proxy war. Yeah. Yep. Is, I, I is that why it. Brazil is aligning with the, the <clears throat> BRIC alliance? Is that what they see in the future? Like this, this the thing that that I think people don't see who are just also blindly pro-Russian. That like no, they're forming their own like alliance here, and they don't they won't not gonna look after like Western people at the end of the. If you think it's gonna be better under the thumb of like China, you know what I mean? Of like you know with with Russia and all these other India, whatever. Like no, you're you're wrong. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, I think there's a lot of blind spots on on each. Each side, to be honest here. All right. If everything gets so bad, there's always the option of just stop with global trade and just be a country again. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's no matter how we slice this, that's what we're looking at. At the end of the day here, when this is said and done, it's going to be a a violent collapse of globalism. And there are and there are very positive things, obviously, about that short term turmoil fucking chaos yes and that's no good i don't wish anybody to live under those circumstances i don't i don't want my kids to grow up like that at the same time it might be the necessary band-aid you know to be ripped off here to end that shit and be, and, and once again falling back on having you know things locally produced you can't you can't rely on this like you know uh, uh global pipeline of, of cheap endless commodities coming from china and stuff like that we need to pull back on, on some of that madness and start producing things in our in our own backyard again Derek. That's exactly what happened to our economy, isn't it? We sold out to uh, to uh, cheaper labor and slave labor, child labor. We we preach about how our country is, you know, supposed to be first world and their standards and rights and all these things that we follow. But yeah, we just outsource our misery. Yeah, you know, it's like the people that are go go to the grocery store and buy the factory farm meat, but yet preach they want uh, um, ethical meat, right? Yep. It's only ethical if you're the one going out and killing it yourself or you raised it yourself. I agree. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Hypocrisy. That's the name of the game here. Jimmy Fallon says, yeah. what should happen? This is an act of war against uh, Russia and Europe by the U.S. This should destroy NATO and Europe should wake up and pivot to Russia with an ally like the U.S. Uh, with, oh, so with an ally like the U.S. who needs enemies. Yeah, I mean, I understand that stance, but as I said, I think that that's a... Um, it's, it's I'm 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 of two minds. I, I'm I'm. It's too early to tell. That that's what I'll say. Um, you might be jumping out of the fire into the frying pan, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. it, could it be slightly better? Yeah, of course. It could be, I mean, on many things. Yeah, probably. It could be. You know, but we got to get to some of these clips here and 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 some of the stuff he said, so we can uh, slice this. But thank you, Jimmy. I I I I, to- I understand why people feel that way, but I'm I'm cautiously <laughs> observing and like, let's see where this goes and 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 you know what they would actually do and how we would be for us to live under those circumstances because some of the things he said today was kind of like, oh, he's shitting us on us just like any cultural Marxist France uh, Frankfurt School guy would do, you know what I mean? And it's like, why did I bring that up? That's weird. Archie says, Mr. Rance, happy National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Er, I mean, happy Canada White Guilt Day. Is that today? 
That is today. Oh, yes. shit. She. And <laughs> Truth and Reconciliation Day where the Bruh. government gave the government the day off. <clears throat> so the people that perpetuated the crimes get a day off. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. That's fucking awesome. Logical and reasonable. Uh, cock free zone. Uh, oh, go ahead. Just want to mention for a second that it makes yeah. me laugh. Uh, have you? Do you have people doing these land acknowledgements oh, in your, my, in your country? Oh my god, it's the weirdest thing. You know how fucking insulting that is. <sighs> yeah, like, it is. Of can course. you imagine? I go up to a podium and I'm like, "Yeah, this is a Hendrix shirt I'm wearing. I, I, he's still alive. I just took it from him. And uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. fuck Hendrick. Yep. I'm just up here wearing it." So, anyways, I'll go on with my speech. Like that's basically what they're doing to the native people. Like, yeah. uh, well, uh, did you see the Microsoft one? It's like, I mean, and it's like, what is this? It's also this, like, what does this resolve? Any like, no other. What I'm saying is this: if if you're gonna have that as some kind of actual thing that that we do now in the uh, in the world, the Ottoman Empire, Turkey, of like, the, you know, like there's so many fucking countries. It's all, but the thing is, it's always only the West that has to bow down. It's only white people that need to feel guilt. We're the only ones that need to acknowledge that we still. Every country is literally founded on the conquest of someone. There's not a single country anywhere in the world today that has not been formulated by gobbling up and or execute, you know, uh, genociding uh, other ethnic groups. That's just a fact. Everybody did it. Sure, the West kind of, you know, we were good at it for a while there. You know, get me wrong. But at the same time, to feel guilt over that or have some historic, like we have this special, like historical, you know, responsibility on this, that's bullshit. <laughs> well, it was like that lady said during the Don Lemon interview, right? You have to kind of throw it back in the same face. You're actually getting madder at the people who are already trying to acknowledge that they've done something wrong rather than the ones that are still perpetuating it today. Yeah. Yep, true. All right, let me, <laughs> let me take this real quick and then we'll uh, check out um, some of the things that was said here. I want to summarize what Putin said there too. Cockfree Zone says, Happy Friday. Long live our folk. Thank you, Cockfree Zone. Good to see you. Long live our folk indeed. Lars Augebeck says... Interesting times. Some time ago, North Korea promised Russia 100,000 troops. How many troops can China offer? A million. Didn't Ch China, I think, have literally like a standing army of about 2 million right now? But like if they call in reserves, it's like 200 million. <laughs> I don't know if we 20 million. I might, at least. I I might be a little outdated, but I thought it was a standing 1 million. Oh, maybe I that's it. Okay, yeah. I thought last time I thought I heard 2 million, but yeah. I mean, they could... And that's, that's just it too. Like imagine... And I mean that then the, the the shit is real, obviously. I'm not trying to say that, but like them, bring, yeah, bringing in China, even India or something like that into their fold, starting to hand out, out weapons to these guys, and they start invading <laughs> Europe. Like, look, okay, if that happens, like I, I I know what fucking side I'm fighting on. But in the meantime, while it's this kind of gay op war and like info information war, and they're trying to use take our resources and stuff to do their fourth industrial revolution and great reset uh, under the guise of protecting Ukraine, no, not no way. I'm not going to support that whatsoever. Kakrisone again says the only reason they shame white people for the past past wars and conquests is because they aren't against a war and conquest, but against white people. There you go. That's uh, that makes sense, doesn't it? It's true. It yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense that people come into our okay. The 
it's a British colonialism. Everybody wants to use that system. They grew up in that system. And now they want to blame that system and think you have a better system, even though the very system that you're taking down is the one that gave you the ability to criticize That's it. That's just it. And even all the technology. I mean, everybody globally <laughs> but now, has been. But now you from know this. better. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they really believed in their anti-colonialism, do away with everything that the, the colonizers ever brought you. And we'll see what, to, what, what world you're living in then. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> everyone has benefited from it. Cockfish Sonas a follow-up says, I forgot to mention the shame whites, but uh, no one else. That's right. No, I, I don't see any wide shaming. As I said, like Ottoman Empire is the most brutal shit ever. You don't see anything about that, you know? So anyway, so so yes, um, we're kind of shooting the breeze about this here, but um, to get kind of, uh, I guess, reporting on it here, hard-lined, here's the photo there that was taken uh, after this. It was a kind of a uh, pompous <laughs> ceremony there. Uh, in uh, Moscow today, Pres President Vladimir Putin signed the treaties on the inclusion of the two Donbass republics, as well as Kherson and the Zaporozhye regions. I think I mispronounced that. Uh, which declared independence from UK Ukraine into the Russian Federation. Friday's ceremony marks the start of the formal process of their, uh, they also call it the ascension, by the way, the ascension into, uh, into Russia. The yeah, New York Times was talking about this too. Uh, Putin frames illegal annexation, right, uh, as yeah. part of existential battle with the West. They actually had a video there, but we have a, some clips. Uh, this is some of the translation here. Uh, let's play a little bit of these here. Putin calls on Kiev to immediately seize military action and vows to protect the annexed lands with all means at Russia's disposal. Check this out. And the key authorities, they should see this expression of will with respect. And that's the only way we can reach a peaceful solution. We will protect our lands with every means we have at our disposal. And we will do everything to provide safety for our people. This is the great liberating mission of our people. I think they're serious. And I think that if they do uh, try to change that, I think we might be looking at like nuclear war. No, no, no qualms about it. I think these people would go uh, and... Uh, uh, you know, defend that uh, at, at well, any... Who, who do you think would go nuclear first? <sighs> because does Putin consider that a win if he just wipes out the very place he was trying to take over? Well, I mean, they, they would nuke, like, I guess the other parts of Ukraine, they would nuke those regions that they just declared, and now they're considering that their, their country, right? Um I don't know. It's your bet is as good as mine. I mean, but again, I don't buy this one-dimensional view that like, oh, Putin's crazy. He's Hitler, you know. So, uh, um, and then at the same time, the, no, the, I, I don't buy it either. I no. mean, he was only using six percent of his entire army to go in there, and he, if he wanted, he has the same technology as or access to the same technology as America. See, I've heard right? I like, heard so many countries opposite to the other. Their military was old. Even seven days into the war, they their all their tanks stalled, and everybody was laughing. And they they can't they don't know how to fight a war I, again. The Peter Zion guys, he, the main Jew, political guy I mentioned earlier, he 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 talked about that. Like, oh, they don't know shit. <laughs> well, it's really, it'll be easy to win them win this war kind of thing. And I was like. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's true either. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's sending in his best shit as yeah. of right now. Like, but then why would he need to do the uh, partial mobilization then of reserves if he if is that real? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, I, I absolutely. I mean, I've seen the footage of the buses being sent and stuff like that. Russians being uh, getting drunk and like, fuck this shit. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, I've seen 
videos of the opposite where people exactly. are trying to flee. Yep. yep. Right. Yeah. No, uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, exactly. They, they're fleeing. They're like, fuck this shit. I'm not I don't want to be here. I don't want this. I don't want to go to war. I don't care about this. You know, kind of thing. I get it. Fine. Um, but then you I know? see some other other uh, people that they managed to, to um, uh, present in front of the cameras. They're like, yes, you know, go for Russia, you know, kind of thing. Uh, anyway, the the, uh, the um, four leaders here of the new regions that we talked about that was annexed together with Putin uh, started uh, chanting Russia, Russia up on stage here. Check this out. Get that guy a footstool or stuff. <sighs> All right, there you go. Get the well, guy a footstool or something. <laughs> I mean, he's like a foot shorter than everybody else. It's like Napoleon. All over <laughs> um. Yep, so that happened. Again, lots to say about this. Here's some other ran random footage here. Random, it's obviously very related to what we're talking about. But uh, uh, Putin said, uh, this is not translated here, uh, Russia opens its heart to uh, to the people of these new regions. Welcome home. Here it is. Well, it's better than a Biden rally. It looks like a pretty decent turnout. Tens of thousands of people on the Red Square in Moscow celebrates the ascension of the four new regions here. It's a pretty cool building, eh? The Kremlin. Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. Uh, great uh, presentation there. And then there's some more footage here. Residents of the DPR, right, one of the new areas here, celebrates the historic day at the Saur Mugila Memorial, if I pronounced that correctly, uh, of the region's ascension to Russia. Uh, and of course, people, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure maybe there are people that are Ukrainian that live in these regions that don't fucking want this and they're all, you know, negative towards this and shit like that. Uh, but you, you'll always be able to see yeah, what I'm saying is. You'll see this presented here, and and then the West will say, "See, this is all just for the cameras. This is just a show." When it seems to be obviously, some people are obviously <laughs> genuinely like excited about this, right? Um, and then in Russia, you know, they'll be like, "Oh, the, you know, everyone wants." I mean, I've, as as you said, Tyrants, I've seen footage on the other side where, when. Um, the Ukrainian uh, military obviously got back some of the territory around the Kar uh, Kharkiv region that we saw, the, the, this big uh, territorial win here, like, what, a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, they were like, oh, the, you know, I, I saw, you know, old old women and stuff coming out of the houses and they were welcoming the Ukrainian soldiers and they were super happy that they were there and stuff like that. So you get you'll get a little bit of everything uh, when you watch yeah. this stuff. And and, and, <laughs> and it's not going to be as clear cut and dry. I say, well, well, there's the clip that settles it then. You know, everyone's happy. You know, what I mean, it's never going to be that simple. Um, I kind of see it similar as to like when you had kind of England carving up like uh, what Pakistan and India or something like that. Or what was it? Ba Bangladesh. And I forget which region it was like that was tumultuous. It was war. Tons of people died. Millions of people died in that. But eventually they se separated and they became two different distinct uh, uh, countries. I know people argue, well, it's the same people, same country, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. But look, it is what it is. What's happening in Russia and Ukraine that exact thing has happened in between Sweden and Denmark or Sweden and we we fought some of the bloodiest battles, you know, to the death, you know what I mean, over 
territory and overtaking claiming the, the the borders that we now have and that's just a fact that isn't that hasn't ceased to exist just because we live in some weird liberal world order in the west people still fight for resources they fight for land this is what it's going to be right i know it's over it's an oversimplification by just saying it's lines on a map you know because <laughs> i've heard people use it on this side like oh we'd rather go to war that rather than just redraw the lines of the map yeah, it, when you when you use it like that, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, um, it's we're going to see plenty of this, plenty more in the future. This is just the beginning. Oh yeah, oh definitely, absolutely. Yeah, Losh, I missed one there from you. Thank you, Losh. Reminder, uh, he says here, you missed a second five super chat. My fear is Putin will nuke a sparsely populated area as a warning. Yeah, that that's true. I've heard that. Let me see. Let me read that one. I've heard that the reason why there are Russians in those areas of Ukraine is because Stalin replaced the starved to death Ukrainians. This is a good point. Starved to death Ukrainians with Russian back in the late twenties uh, and thirties. Yes, I mean we know about the Holodomor. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it has been, and I said this a while back too. It's been this like long-standing battle over. You know Ukraine, and uh, way back then you had a bunch of uh, commies and. Uh, yeah, it's hard. To we've always me and you have talked about these things at length, but uh, when you listen to a Russian Ukrainian talk about it, they still admire Stalin, right? You know what I mean? Like there's a different mentality for these people. They're remembered for the good things that they did. We remember them for the bad things because we have to demonize them for a lot. Right. So it's very strange after years of putting down my throat of how bad Stalin was and how ruthless he was because he was worse than Hitler and all this stuff. And then you go talk to a Russian and they admire some of the things that he did. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a different perspective. So for and, us just and, to comment on this war, that's all we can do is speculate, you know. And frankly, as as you said too, it's not going to be as cut and dry like that. It, it would be like saying, well, because the West is supporting, you know, Ukraine and with NATO and stuff, they're anti, you know doing this proxy war in Russia. That means all, everybody in the West agrees with that. You know what I mean? That's like no, there's like tons of different factions. There's right. you know internal disputes. It's a political war. It's a culture war, kind of on the back end and stuff. It's gonna be. It's the real world. Hence, it's complicated. <laughs> it's and it's nuanced and it's fucking. You know, you're not gonna figure this out with some one line uh, talking point. You know what I mean? Like there's a fucking thousands of hundreds of years at least. Uh, Ukraine's case, yes, thousands of years of, of people occupying that land, obviously, Russia too, but um, hundreds of years of like complicated, involved history uh, of people that have both helped each other and been at each other's throat, you know what I mean, over the uh, over the decades and over the centuries. Um, so yeah, it's it's this is this is what it is. This is what's happening, and all we can can do at this point until we're personally involved and personally dragged in is to try to make heads and tails of it and try to figure out where, where do we stand on this? What's a, what's a, the best course of action? Putin has some points. He has some good points. And then at the same time, there's some other stuff he mentioned. So I want to get into that next here. Uh, I mean, idea we have the technology to be able to talk to people on a national level. Why doesn't? Why can't we figure things out? It should be so easy. Nobody wants to fight. Nobody wants to take over shit. It's because people are in the middle, right? There's always those middlemen that uh, and corporations. Someone is benefiting from uh, from that conflict. Oh, one more clip I want to play before we talk about the speech here. Here is uh, this is the other thing of it. <clears throat> Seeing uh, Chechen troops, I'm not that excited of the prospect of them coming into the West. Uh, 
Assalamu alaikum. It's a volunteer battalion from the Chechen Republic heading to the SMO zone. Is that the newly declared zone or something like that? And, and by the way, listen to this here. You, you'll hear them say, Zatanism. Uh, listen, listen to this here. Nazism. You hear that right there? Look at look there. Satanism. Yeah, the Z, the Z right there. My point is, <clears throat> equally, their side is being brainwashed into thinking this is some like religious conflict. I've seen that too. Like, oh my God, they have as of really, they, you know, they had. Uh, we covered that a while back. There was like they found some doormat with like Baphomet on it in some like podunk country house somewhere, and it was like some oh they're doing satanic rituals there and stuff, and it was like this again this one-dimensional way of like saying, oh my God, they're all Satanist, right? I mean, again, Putin in his speech today, he said that the satanic Western forces. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and now you're talking about this religious, that's why I brought up like Zog and, Zog and Magog before, <laughs> right? Like, this is religious, right? This is, there's a, there is an eschatological t overtone in this too. And there's even some people that have like uh, commented on this. Let me see if I can find that. Yeah, here's the new maps they're drawing up here, too. Here it is, Dugan. Listen to this. Putin's words is regarding the speech today. And a lot of people have problems with Dugan. There's some people that support him and think he's great or whatever. Uh, Putin's words are much more important than unity with four new political subjects. It's a fundamental declaration of war against the modern West and the modern world in general. This is the manifesto of tradition. I cannot imagine the depth of the consequences of this. Just as in the Old Testament, David threw a slingshot at the giant Goliath. So it is today. It was an eschatological religious discourse. It's like this end of the world, like um, Armageddon type uh, sentiment and, and, and attitudes around this. Uh, it's set in religious tones as a way to get people, I think, even more hyped up and involved in this conflict. What, what, what do you make of this when you say this? So this this is the Chechen sh soldiers. No, this is this is Dugan but, saying that the clip I showed earlier that was the Chechens, right? But he brought up like, yeah. they're all not they're all Nazis and Satanism. I'm saying this is like this willful right. like just demonization of the other side to dehumanize them to just have no problem slaughtering them and killing them. You know what I mean? Like pigs and dogs. You know what I mean? <laughs> It, it, there's always something you have to tell people to get them to go into war. For yes. us, it has to be that Putin is evil and it's an he's illegal hit, war, he's Hitler, and illegal right. occupation, and yeah, just pit Putin man bad. I mean, for Ukraine, that's where it's complicated, I guess. Right for the actual people in Ukraine, everybody else, it's supposed to be cut and dry. Yeah. No, but I was, that's what I was wondering because yeah, Chechnya is the Muslims yeah. that are there, and they're fighting just because of the Russian, or do they? get the religious conquest vibe as well. Uh, I'm sure that they're being programmed with that to justify why they're there killing Ukrainians. But yeah, they have managed to, there is apparently some little, um, what do you call it? Like uh, turmoil, internal conflict of the, what the Chechen side should be. I, I saw some articles in the West where like, oh, here's this breakaway Chechen general fighting for Ukraine's side now. I mean, it's always, again, it's always like that back and forth. But overall. Yeah, well, the, Russia's the, got Steven Seagal. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's, he's going to finish it in five minutes. So let me read a little bit here. Uh, Fairman Stoll, Alex, um, had this up here. 
uh, on his Telegram, right? And, and again, this is paraphrased, so this is not exactly word by word, but this is some of the reposts that people were doing of the of like, what, well, what's the gist of the speech you did today, right? After the fall of the Soviet Union, millions were stranded and separated from the Russian roots. They never voted for this breakup. After an attempted genocide, these people have expressed their will. They are now our citizens forever. We call on Kiev regime to negotiate, but the people of Luhansk, Donetsk, Kherson, etc. will not be discussed. They have made their choice. Elite circles in the West have shown what they have in store for the people of the world. They thought Russia would never come back. They are not happy with our resource-rich country that refuses to give up our culture. They are aggressive to traditional values and cultures. All countries must surrender their sovereignty to the United States. Those who refuse to become vassals are destroyed. They are fighting this hybrid war against us because they want to make us a colony. Japan, Germany, and South Korea are militarily occupied by the U.S. They pretend they are partners, but the U.S. spies on and intimidates their leaders. USA and NATO are responsible for the mass immigration problem happening in the world today. American elites are engineering the destruction of Europe so that they can weaken their competitors. European elites understand this, but betray their own people by refusing to fight back. Here's one of the kickers, right? The Anglo-Saxon nations attacked Europe's infrastructure, Nord Stream. European leaders know this, but they are too afraid to say anything about it. Russian resistance has broken with those global ambitions before we will continue. U.S. dollar hegemony plunders the world's riches, propping up its racket economy at everybody else's expense. Russians do not want our children to be made into sexual deviants. Western government subjugates their own people. They deny people their basic argument, uh, basic rights. Western elites are openly satanic. So that's a somewhat good overview, but but there's things left out here too, by the way, of what he said. But that's that's one of them, right? Then you have this one here from Mark Collett here. Uh, today's Vladimir Putin's uh, made a pivotal speech. In this speech, he attacked replacement migration and open borders, the LGBT agenda, American imperialism and occupation, the American banking system, the West's treatment of political dissidents who speak out against progressive politics, the fact that Western leaders have contempt for their own people, the openly satanic nature of Western elites. He also boldly stood up for traditional values, Christianity, the nuclear family, the nation state, the right of people to preserve their culture. And then he goes on and kind of analyzes that a little bit, Mark, there. But so that's a sum summary of, of, again, some of the things that he mentioned, right? Because there are also some of the things he said, and, and we'll talk about this, where like, wait a minute, why, why did he bring this up? All those things are good things. I think that that's great that that's mentioned. I think we on our side can capitalize, I guess, for lack of a better term, on those things. If he mentions that, uh, hopefully that uh, causes more internal kind of criticism against our leadership in the West, that there are people put pressure and get our leaders out of these positions of power and stuff like that. And then he said, so, I mean, an, an, an obvious like super basic kind of thing like this right here. So this is a translated clip here uh, regarding kind of the gender bullshit and the sexualization of kids and stuff like that. Listen to, uh, listen to what he said here. Do we really want to have in our schools, starting from elementary school, do we want our kids to be imposed to the pervert values that lead to degradation and extinction do we want them to impose this understanding that instead of males and females there is some genders and do we really want them to go through gender change operations do we really want it for our children it is unacceptable for us because we have 
the future of our own, which is different. And the Western elites, they are working against all the communities, against the peoples of the Western countries as well. It is against everyone. They want to bring back all the traditional values, traditional faith. And it's like the religion upside down. Looks like Latin Satanism. Trace is that. Do right, we so that's it. So kind of like... So far, so good. As long as he's like, you know, calling, I guess, the elites satanic or something. I don't have a problem with that. That's 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 fine. I wouldn't choose those terms, but you know, I imagine get the point, if he you was know. saying that in English. Yeah, the impact of that speech would be right. That would be completely different speech to us. Like we're we're listening to some robotic voice repeat what he's fucking saying. It doesn't have that big of impact. <laughs> but if you said if you said that shit in English, you'd be like, holy fuck, he's saying about the Satanists. Yeah, like that would be so, that would be a something else speech. Is he really saying that shit? I guess so, yeah. Uh, I guess so. Extracts from Putin's speech at annexation ceremony. So, uh, again, I have this like, okay, so far so good. I don't I don't mind any of that shit. That's great, right? Uh, here's the... Let me see if I can find that. Oh, did they... Oh, okay, I see. It's a paywall thing. Let me find it. See if I can find it on Archive real quick. Sorry about that, guys. Sometimes they uh, Reuters do that. Totally, totally legal way here of finding uh, finding that stuff here. That's not the first time I've seen that mentioned. It was actually in an RT documentary that I was watching about the Donbass conflict, and one of the representatives from Donbass for um, cultural heritage or whatever her position was was talking about the LGBT fascism coming in. They don't want this part be part of NATO and that. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I've said that before, too. Like if, if Ukraine, if Ukrainian nationalists and stuff are like lining up with NATO and siding with NATO and the West and stuff, and that they, they think that they're going to be like well off after this, I think they're deluding themselves that so they're going to like open your borders. They're going to like turn your kids into trannies and, and they're going to like destroy all these <laughs> nationalist groups. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that, that's what they're doing in our countries, right? The, the nations that go along with this ideology are not going to be able to fight wars in 20 years. No, exactly. And that's what they want. They want a neutered, you know, kind of like, uh, again, but you have to keep in mind, this is like a, this, the, this is the whole thing of ultimately destroying and, uh, and undermining the West. The very power that had an ability to like overthrow uh, elites, global elites and all this stuff, right? That they're, they're taking them out of circulation as being a potential threat come future. But anyway, so here's some of the other things. Here's the Reuters piece that I showed you, right? That's extracts from Putin's speech at annexation ceremonies. So this is what this is what he said about colonialism. If he would have if he would have left this out of it, I'd been like, you know, okay, this is great, no problem. But then it's this like weird like you know Anglo-Saxons and shit. Like, and we will get to it. The West began its colonial policy back in the Middle Ages and then followed the slave trade, the genocide of Indian tribes in America, the plunder of India and Africa, the wars of England and France against China. What they did was hooking entire nations on drugs, deliberately exterminating entire ethnic groups. For the sake of land and resources, they hunted people like animals. This is contrary to the very uh, values, uh, to the very nature uh, of man, truth, freedom and justice. And it's like, okay, look. You, All right. Well, doesn't that fall into the narrative of the WEF? Well, that's just it. How is that different from like how, you know, and I say like the NATO West or whatever, like just that one term to summarize the establishment. Like, but that line has been drummed into like into the brains of every kid over the last few decades that we are uniquely evil for our slavery. We're, you know, white, white it's more of this white man bad kind of shit. And again, 
look, I understand just from a technical point of view, he'll use anything that he can to undermine our countries, make them weaker. This is, you know, partially why you saw Russia funding like BLM groups, right? Very minimal. It wasn't much, but they funded some like BLM stuff. They funded some more hard, you know, right stuff, apparently, allegedly. Again, you've got to take everything with a grain of salt. But like internal division helps to, you know, helps to ensure their continued survival. So I get it, right? But but that shows to me as well that like he's willing to whip out cultural Marxist Fran- Frankfurt School talking points uh, in order to to you know legitimize his agenda. And then I'm like, all right, well I'm then I'm out. You know, <laughs> again, I, was like, I, I don't. I mean, again, the other stuff he said that's great. It's it's very good. But you know, this Anglo-Saxon thing. There were some memes on this, which was kind of funny to be honest. Let's look at some of these here. Um, where are them? Oh, here. Oh, here. Before we get to that, here's the here's the colonialist uh, thing. Uh, Tulatide says this here. This is a good point, right? Why is Putin crying about imperialism and colonialism anyway? Russia is a multiracial empire and the largest European colonial project. It is nearly twice the size of America, even after losing a lot of Central and East Asian territory. Siberia went from almost 100% East Asian to 85% European due to Russian colonialism. Russians don't have a clean don't have clean hands when it comes to ethnically cleansing aboriginal peoples. They used the it's same true. methods as Western Europeans when we conquered America and Oceania. I don't care about that, of course. And same here, like, hey, look, everybody did this. Anybody that was able to do this did do this. And they do either they did it well or they did it less well. Okay. Caucasians inhabited Siberia before East Asia Asians anyway, until they were cleared out by conquest and assimilation. My point is that Russia is an imperial power. Even their modern state ideology, neo-Eurasianism, is nothing more than an imperial uh, more than imperialism. Like their Marxist-Leninist forebears, the modern Russian government claims to fight against imperialism while engaging in it themselves. And I think that that's just the case because it's self-serving. Again, it's therefore not maybe about ideology. It's not about pushing a certain set of values. It's just what can you say and do to advance your own interest and hopefully, from their point of view, get as many people outside of your own nation to agree with you and go along with you. That's how I see it. Any thoughts? They all use the same tactics, right? We we see RT basing themselves in the United States, what uh, what do we have in Russia that's feeding the Russian people propaganda? Like uh, Radio Free Europe, maybe? Voice of, uh, Voice of America is not really established in Russia. I know. I know they, I think they kicked some of that out, but for a while I think they had a few of those like State Department funded uh, outlets. I forget which one exactly it was, but you can see even like... Uh, Al Jazeera was like CIA funded. That was set up in the Middle East after you know after some of that. But uh, sure, but how many Russians watch that? Like, I'm, I'm sure not we're not even people. aware of some, right? Like, there, there's right. probably exactly yeah. a bunch of channels going on that we don't know that are just disinformation or that's their favorite word now is it misinformation uh, and disinformation they might be good and i might be stepping on some toes here but wasn't and maybe it's only actually a genuine internal like russian outlet that's critical of the elite but medusa was one of them i just know that the whole thing about um what's his name again not med Medvedev, the guy who went to prison the russian guy that the west was backing the hell is his name again anyway it'll come uh, to me. do you know who i'm talking about though I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, they like they love when a guy, a character like that, kind of pops up because then they can like you know, oh, here's our guy. Let's fund you know his movement and let's try to take out Russia and stuff. I mean, look, hundred percent, the Atlanticists. I guess you know to simplify it, calling them that. 
have seen Russia as a prize for decades and decades, right? You have your back to the Arctic. Uh, you have the biggest landmass in the world. Uh, it's it's one of these like jewels, right? That that, that the uh, globalist elite always want to get their hands on, right? They tried with. Uh, you know, in, in the past, they've tried different methods and stuff like that. And then also, you got to add on to it. I haven't even mentioned that yet, but look at all the gay ops that the, the CIA running in Ukraine, right? Um, the Orange Revolution and all these things, and all these color revolutions in the in the countries around Russia and stuff. All this have been like a containment strategy. And the West, America, NATO, and so forth, they've been engaging in that. But as soon as so, so th but th that's fine. See, that's standing up for freedom and democracy. But as soon as Russia does the same thing, it's all hell breaks loose and everyone's yeah. screaming bloody murder. You know what I mean? That's the that's what's it's so a, uh, frustrating here, too. It's a tell, right? Like <clears throat> I, you, people want to say base Putin. I don't know that. I, let, I Again, I should refresh my memory on what uh, Adam Green's research was, because apparently he's part of Chabad Lubavitch and and the whole bit so that's just it and so we have to ask that question i think there's a, especially in these times when things are heating up is a uh question worth uh asking you know are are, are they are any of these guys <laughs> on our side or do they represent i don't side? know I, I, <clears throat> there's no talk of war on the other side of the country of uh russia is there in the jewish autonomous oblast right right yeah <laughs> here's one from american krogan we just had on the show here he says, uh, I'm continually baffled by people on the right who think Putin is some based anti-imperialist fighting for Western civilization. In his recent speech, he didn't just criticize the West for where we were, uh, where we've gone wrong in the past several decades. He literally went back to the Middle Ages in his critiques. He went on to claim that we Westerners, he specifically blamed the Anglo-Saxons, are uniquely evil for our colonialism, racism, and exploitation of brown people. Meanwhile, everyone ignores that the guy bombed the shit out of the uh, out of Chechnya when they tried to gain independence back in the 1990s. I'm not defending the American regime, but I refuse to pretend that Putin is something he isn't just because he says some obvious things about sex and gender. I think that's a that's a good and balanced point to bring into the equation here, you know. It, it is a way to stir things up. They're buzzwords. They use them as well. Yeah, they do. So uh, I quickly went by those there. But yeah, so Intel Slava, the uh, Antifa outlet there, uh, some new um, <laughs> new maps of Russia, think, I guess, here. Do <laughs> you think Putin ever was working with uh, Yuri Bezmenov at some point? You mean like to get the, the, the same age range? To like get the strategy, maybe mean, or like to, Putin? To, le to learn from Bezmenov and the strategies he had? You mean before he like jumped ship? Is that what you mean? No, well, yeah, they they were part of the same regime at some point. Oh yeah, no, they were, they were absolutely, yeah. And the, he he went through the techniques of subversion and all that stuff, right? How to make a country collapse and all those things. Yep, absolutely. Um, and here's the new map of Ukraine. They linked up that show about. So anyway, so I, I think let me see here. So what I mean, like a lot, of, we can't name. Look how many different, how complex it is, and how many different regions there are. I can't, I can name four because that's what I keep hearing in the news. Right, and, bar and barely that. And we're supposed to be able to weigh in on what's going on over there. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I exactly. It's I, tough. I all point. all we can do is speculate, right? Yeah. Like, right. I think I made some of the points I wanted to. I wrote up some notes here. I think, yeah, again, I can read right. The takeaway, I think, is that no outsider is coming to help to fix the situation for us in the West. You could be <laughs> pro Putin. You could be against it. At the end of the day that is doesn't change anything unless you get directly involved in altering the situation somehow it doesn't matter what we believe and think and i think the most 
The worst thing we can do, at least at this point, is to bicker and fight over it with each other, to be honest. Um, and I said that the myopic like Putin worship without taking in the, a lot of the negative stuff that also exists there, a lot of the questions around like, yeah, what's the what's with the influence of Chabad Lubavitch? They're, they're cracking down on right-wing groups in Russia. They're going after so-called Nazis, just like they're doing in the West. You know what I mean? They're not that, they're not that different. Uh, on the sex and uh, like like stop uh, grooming kids that stuff yeah that they seem solid on that so don't get me wrong that's awesome if we can have some of that sure I'll take it you know what I mean uh, but then there's still other questions right so it, it's 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 more we we can be nuanced we can try to be objective and we can try to make sense of it instead of just like blindly walking into one or the other sides of this here right uh, people who are making fun by the way of the Anglo-Saxons as well. Uh, Putin disclosed TV says our Anglo-Saxons blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Um, there were some funny <laughs> memes that came out from this here. One of this is interesting, right? One of Putin's most embarrassing intelligence failures is that Anglo-Saxons are calling the shots. I think that was a good tweet from Battlebinger right there. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> strange, strange reports are coming in. <laughs> the the Anglo-Saxon, the eternal Anglo, uh, is at it once again. Oh, these, you got to send me these ones. You're on fire today. <laughs> Look, Anglo-Saxons. <laughs> that one is good. Uh, and then someone said, call them out now, Putin. We know who runs our country. All 10 of Biden's high-profile appointees are Jewish. That's right. Every single one of them. So that, that, that those damn Anglo-Saxons are added to each other again. And, I mean, he he's not a – Putin hasn't been in the past a um, – shying away from controversy. I remember there's one news story. I don't have it here read, readily available right now, but you can, you guys can search for it out there where he talks about how the first uh, Soviet government was 80% Jewish. He said like there was mostly Jews that did like the Bolshevik revolution and stuff like that. He said stuff Correct. like that. So he, he knows some stuff. He could, what I'm saying is, if he truly was like an anti-establishment guy, why didn't he, t why didn't he str a dagger at the heart of, 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 of the forces that are controlling the West, right? Isn't that reasonable? Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Who has the central banks in Russia? Are they? Is it Rockefellers or Rothschilds or any of them? Because that's what really matters, isn't it? Who does their banking? It's, a, it's actually a good question. I don't know. I know that the, he kicked out some oligarchs, right? We have people like Borisovsky. He ended up going to London. He was killed later. He's probably murdered, to be honest. Hung himself, suicided. Uh, he huh. put... Um, uh, Kordorovsky, I believe, in jail. Uh, Abramovich, he left as well. Um, and these people became like they're, they're it's like take Berezovsky. He spent all his time jet setting between Tel Aviv and London, and he, every minute he spent uh, uh, he spent undermining and subverting Russia from the outside. He he funded the Orange Revolution. He put his guys in place, all this stuff, right? But then apparently Putin left some of them still operating internally. And some people are arguing, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it's still basically like a mafia that controls most of the business in Russia. And Putin is apparently tied in with that. Um, so, you know, for, for whatever that's worth, take it with a grain of salt. But that's some of the stuff I've heard about this, you know. Right. Yeah, you always have to follow the money. That's what the real war is about, isn't it? Yes, indeed. I don't think either side are innocent and, yeah. So after the, uh, look, there's a hall here too, by the way. <laughs> Let me lower that a little bit. Magnificent. Look, check the architecture in there. Fucking gorgeous. Let me see if I can find. Oh, at the end, here it is. That shot. Look at that. Holy oh, shit! Oh wow, look at that. That's beautiful. Um, Quite the building. After this 
speech. Some guy took a selfie video. Listen to listen to this guy's here. Eight seconds. Все, всех победим, всех убьем, всех кого надо ограбим. Все будет как мы любим. Давайте с Богом. Все. So, so people said, well, what did he say? So he's part of this, right? He's on the inside. Russian blogger Vladlin Tartatsky in the Kremlin Grand Hall says with these words, we'll conquer everyone, we'll kill everyone, we'll loot whoever we need to, and everything will be just like, uh, will be just as we like it. Well, who who's Mikhail Kordorovsky? Uh, I, that guy could have said anything to me. I th- is like, that I his know. actual account? Yeah. So he's the. Is that a. Is that a, a fake uh, translation? Because this guy would. De- he he definitely has a dog in the fight. He's one of the guys that were jailed by Putin, right? Is he okay? He's yeah. got. He's one of the oligarchs. Twelve thousand. Yep. Uh, it's weird that it's actually not con- um, verified. That's why I'm, I was actually thrown off for it. Oh, it's a fake Michael uh, uh, Mikhail Kudrovsky account, but it, I guess it's not if he has hundred thousand followers. So he he has a huge dog in the fight, right? But that's okay. kind of an, if that's correctly translated. Like, look, I could be wrong, and maybe someone can correct <laughs> me if it's not. Uh, but that's kind of interesting too, right? Wow. And, and that's okay, what- that is fucking interesting. If that guy's, it, it would be. You got to play both sides. Like maybe this guy's just making up some shit, but with that kind of account, you have to kind of think he's saying the oh, truth wait so. wait okay no 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 no. okay sorry i see now that's his sorry i didn't see this first i'm glad you brought i'm glad you brought this up and, and made me pay attention to this here is mikhail kurovsky's russian account look at that that's verified with eight hundred thousand followers and uh, then he has an english one below okay i didn't get that until now okay. anyway so i guess i guess okay. it's from the same account so abs 100 you gotta take shit like this with a grain of salt. Maybe this guy's even in there to be a plan to say shit like this to to could you we, know cause could a stir. Could we look at the less the the rest of the comments and maybe look for an English translation? Yeah, what does it say? Let's see if someone else says that. Thank you, sir. Uh, that's it. We will win, everybody. We will kill everybody. God is with us. Okay, not steal, rob. Big differences as it's more violent. Okay, they will rob everyone. I guess we will defeat everyone. We will rob everyone. We will kill everyone after Putin's speech. Now these these are the comments underneath his comment, right? Yeah. Is there one for the main comments? Yeah. Just I don't want to waste too much time. No, on it, I, get, I, I get you. No, but this is something. Yeah, I guess that was the one of the top ones. That's why I clicked in on that first. Most of it is in Russia, I guess, in Russian. Hmm. All right. Anyway, take it with a grain of yeah. salt. Here's the full one. Maybe there's more being said or shit like that too. Maybe it's out of context. Who the fuck knows? But anyway, uh, I'm tough, bring- tough to say, right? Like it's yeah. Uh, I'm bringing that up again to show you the flip side of that, right? Uh, Chi Putin looks to challenge world order at regional summit. Uh, right, they have like the, it, this is funny because the whole the new world order thing like came back, but now it's like the new new world order is being mentioned, and it's like you know it's the. Uh, I mean, you can look at things such as the. Belt and Road Initiative, for example, as one of the kind of big, big geopolitical uh, linchpin, I get linchpins in like the new, um, yeah, order. Let's keep it simple. The new order that's being laid. And I think you could make a pretty good case that the war here in Ukraine and Russia, even if it escalates beyond the borders of Ukraine or not, um, is at least going to be utilized by all of those people that are seeking taking us through the Great Reset and into like a uh, a new era. And maybe that will be a multipolar one, or maybe there will be just one faction, a singular one. That could be discussed and argued ad infinitum. But the point is, as of this, uh, you know, as of right now, two clear sides are forming. And it's becoming a religious, emotional fight that's go- like to the 
to the death, essentially, right? That's what I'm seeing. And I think it's insane um, to or like to have a Ukraine going into NATO right now, for example, I, you know, to see nukes fly potentially over this shit. Uh, I think the adults in the room should shit, sit down at the negotiation table and they should um, they should uh, be, be um, a little better than they have been so far. Call me crazy, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think a world uh, war and a new nu nuclear exchange is uh, is worth it here. You know what I mean? Not at all. Uh, things are going to kick off everywhere, aren't they? I have to laugh at the Canadian government once once more is that they uh, announced that they were going to step into the North Korean waterways. I forget the exact reason why, but it was just funny to hear just true. The Canadian Navy is going to send our ship over. Did he just say that? He said, yeah, we're going to send a ship over. He's like, oh, we're just going to send a ship. That's all we got. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it was just embarrassing. It's like, yeah, we're going to show presence. We got a ship. Oh no! We're going to send it over there. But it's just—it's one of those times. Like we have no reason to be in those waters. I could see something happening because it's in those waters that'll set off a global conflict. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Check check this clip out here. Subtitles. Uh, Russian TV here. They're talking nuclear brinksmanship. Enjoy your final days. Let's see here. Максим Анатольевич, в вчерашней программе нашей вас не было, но Ваня вас как раз цитировал, насколько я понимаю, до сих пор последний. They are comparing the sabotage against Nord Stream with the shots in Sarajevo, right, when the uh, uh, war broke up. And then if you're not misquoting you, you say there's no way back for anyone anymore. You wrote something along those lines that it's like a nuclear exchange that's waiting at the end of this. Can you explain that? Well, because we're all being sucked into a vortex and I can see a single, can't see a single realistic scenario of how we can get out. At the moment, I can't see one. Maybe, fuck, that's going faster. <laughs> Maybe someone has some ideas. So I agree with you, Andre. But people should live their final days or weeks normally. Perhaps that's all we have left. We need to enjoy the time we got left because it would be a shame to live it with pessimism. Well, in such a case, I wouldn't really matter if it's a shame or not. <laughs> no, but why can't you see any possibility of this tension being reduced? I don't really understand how it could happen, because I haven't entertained any illusions about us for a long time. But as regards the West, I had some illusions uh, that, uh, that they would turn out to be better psychologists uh, than they have now turned out to be. The translation is going to be wonky here. Russian just not translating word for word is not going to work, but we get the point what he's saying here. Um, and they would have a greater sense of self-preservation, he talks about, in regards to the West. But no, they're now attempting to finish us off. Seeing the problem we've got in Ukraine, they think that a nuclear power can suffer a defeat. That a painful wounded bear will crawl out of its den and slowly die. But a bear with nuclear missiles can't just slowly die. Got you. So you had no doubts that all the things that you're talking about, uh, all the no doubts at all that things will come to that. And he points to a, an image there on the screen with a nuclear uh, bomb going off. <laughs> uh, that's to say, a kind of escalation which is possible won't take the form of local conflicts, the hosts ask here, or maybe economic interventions, like diff a different outcome. Other things will happen as opposed to just nuclear war. You think that this is the only outcome? And the guy says, I have no shadow of a doubt. The only thing one can hope for is that both sides are bringing things to boiling point to then stop and present it to the people to scare them 
and say otherwise it's nuclear apocalypse. That's actually very, look at that. Look at that. See, that's very interesting. Again, they rule by fear, right? Deception partially you could say as well, but that's what he's saying that, that I'm not, look, I'm not saying all oh, this gay op, everyone's in on it, whatever. That's, you know, I can't, I can't prove that, but, but think of the scenario that like, with with the with ultimate threat of like nuclear annihilation most people will accept anything but that you know what i mean right i mean yeah. so you could see a reshaping a reformulation of geopolitics of the global game uh, you know essentially in the wake of something like this that they're taking us right up to that edge to scare the living shit out of people and then they're like oh well to prevent this we have uh, that's it no more nations <laughs> un runs the show okay that's it you, you see what i'm saying you could you could see how that would be like a a, a fucking thing here <laughs> sure yeah and then everybody does the hands across america but across the world sort of kumbaya thing and <laughs> we're all supposed to go with the digital ID and just you, walk exactly. into the future See? singing singing together. Yeah. <laughs> it's you look, either either you'll own nothing and be happy or it's nuclear war. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's it. <laughs> that's it. You know, you'll own nothing, be happy, or we're just gonna nuke this shit. That's it. <laughs> Let me take a couple of these what super chats here. Yeah, we're getting a little we gotta wrap up here soon because I you know, we're gonna I'm gonna go on your show, but no, but you have a follow up here because you're gonna um you're doing uh, Jeremy's show, right? You you're hosting that today? Yes. yes. Yeah, I won't be able to go as long as Jeremy. I don't have that uh, that rage inside of me that he does to be able to just go for three hours a night. But we'll do the best we can. We'll try to keep the people informed what's going on. So right, sounds good. So I'll join in for a little bit in the beginning of that too. But anyways, let me take these real quick, and then we can, I guess we can have some uh, some kind of conclusion, some concluding thoughts here on this before we wrap up real quick here. Cutfree Stone says uh, we did that one. Losh Augebeck says no. Jimmy Fallow says. Uh, to be fair, the, the West is pretty satanic, all of the child training bullshit. No, I, that's what I said. As long as you uh, direct it at the people that are, like, dictating that shit, yeah, then, as I said, then I'm fine with it. Uh, but I'm also just saying, uh, look, I'm just bringing that up because, like, as soon as you're taking this into fucking eschatology and, like, religious context and stuff like that uh, and Armageddon, call me crazy, but I, I just, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, be it, be it true or not, if you start program, you're like using like religion as a way to like you know go to nuclear war. That's kind of I don't know. I don't that's think that's fucking ridiculous. I don't think that's good, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Learning for life says God uh, says God <laughs> says use the nuke. You you should smite thy neighbor neighbor with uh, with nukes. <laughs> um, <laughs> learning for life links up the full transcript thank you for that yeah i'll check out everything make sure the translations we got today is uh is correct as well if it's not we'll do a follow-up on this and we'll detail that thank you jimmy fallis um says navalny that's right navalny that's the guy that they're uh, like pushing and funding or i'm not sure if they're directly funding him but i'm sure at this point like a CIA op or something like that. Cocaine Jim Rimjob says, Putin has dragged the Chosenites by wrecking their Ukraine money laundering human smuggling machine. Hi, Derek. Yeah, I mean, so they have to have something. What I'm saying is, it's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. In all other cases, they don't care about screwing over a country. You're like, I mean, otherwise they would be up in arms about Yemen right now. And no one is saying a word. No one even pays attention. No one knows shit, right? There's like a human catastrophe and starvation and stuff like that. There's some, they have some shit in Ukraine, some fucking like incredible stuff that like they can't let the other guys get their hands on. That's what it seems like. They're like either hiding something or it's something with these bio labs or there's some, you know what I mean? It's like, 
This is well, like the, the new Jerusalem the they're building there. We didn't there. talk about was it? What was the that? One thing we didn't talk about is the Biden's investment in uh, in Ukraine. Yeah, uh, you, you could say it's a Q QAnon conspiracy theory, but I'm pretty sure the Bidens had interest in uh, in Ukraine. I mean, his son was working there. So, does that have anything to do with it? Is the bio labs? Is it the ethnic cleansing of Russian people? We're never going to know the truth. They'll never know. tell us that. Yeah, I know. It, it's pretty crazy. But the, the guts, there's some shit going on there that they just, they, they're not giving up on it. They're fighting to the death and even to the detriment of like our own people. Like they don't care about our own people now. Our own people in the EU and Germany and France and stuff, they're like, no, we'll just uh, fuck our own people. We'll just, uh, we'll starve and freeze to death. We don't care. Just as long as we defend you. Go Slava Ukraine. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute, what's happening here? Uh, let me take a couple of these real quick too. Uh, Man Among the Ruins says on Odyssey, the Baltic... Oh, we did that one. Yep, they opened the same day. That's right. Um, the Reverend Chad Kroger at Fuck You. Great username yeah. there. Uh, trucker Convoy appeared to have some effect in the world, but it may have been a coincidence of timing. It was the most peaceful protest since Gandhi. It was life-changing to see how much of the media lies and how we uh, do not need federalized government to take care of each other. Any thoughts on that, Derek? Uh, it, it did set the stage worldwide for the people that are paying attention. They know the kind of rule that Canada is under. So anything that has to happen in the future, they will understand. You'll have allies across the world. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Canada has been known to be a peaceful place. But yeah. there was a point where we were pushed too far. I mean, we've even burnt down the White House, apparently, in our history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's right. Someone says here. We do, have, we do have that spirit in us still. Yes, yes, absolutely. Harold says, what is the best introductory book to pre-Christian European religion? I'd say uh, one of the most recent one comes to mind, Stephen McNallan's book, uh, also through a native European spirituality. Check that out. It's a very good book. I like it a lot. There's certainly others, uh, but that's a good start. Thank you, Harold. Uh, Quaffer says, obviously, it's Phil orchestrating. <laughs> Let me try it again. It's obviously <laughs> Phil orchestrating this war. That's uh, uh, Jeremy's co host. Am I right? <laughs> Sorry, who is it? Uh, Phil. Oh, is it? Right. <laughs> Phil is co <laughs> Phil, uh, helping to orchestrate uh, the war effort here. <clears throat> it's, uh, that's a scary thought of where he's at. <laughs> With Jeremy behind bars, we have no idea where Philip is right that's now. That's right. He's uh, pulling the levers. Uh, all right, I think we're caught up here, guys. We're gonna wrap up here then, so we can uh, we'll let uh, Derek get going on the other stuff here. Just real quickly, again, a lot more to say about this, but uh, but uh, uh, thank you guys for watching. Stoltenberg did a speech too. We'll have to continue to break this down. We'll continue monitoring this, of course, in coming shows. We're gonna do Weekend Warrior next, guys. Uh, check out RedEyesMembers.com. Get a membership over there if you want to support us and uh, help us out. Uh, multiple ways you can use to sign up over there right now. Uh, I won't go through them all right now, but check out RedEyesMembers.com or SubscribeStar.com at uh, sorry at slash rather SubscribeStar.com slash RedEyes uh, if you want to uh, get a membership or maybe you want a. Um, uh, different uh, pro producer tier. We have a couple of uh, you guys out there supporting us. Executive producers for the show here today. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Shocky Milk, Wild Rose Active Club, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, President Ubunga, and latest edition, love, love this year's name, Kvetch Me If You Can. Good stuff. And we also have uh, Mr. Walker 696, 
uh, as an ex- uh, as a producer. Thank you, guys. If you want to help uh, to uh, get us a full-time editor here aboard at Red Ice, that's what we're seeking to do by getting 20 executive producers over at our subscribe star. If you want to put some effort and resources our way uh, to uh, get that so we can step up to the next level here, please uh, consider helping us out. Subscribestar.com slash Red Ice. Thank you so much, everybody, and thank you to all our members out there as well. Derek, uh, give us some of your sources here before we wrap up so people know where to go to follow your stuff. Obviously, they should join us here in a little bit on the other side, uh, but where can they go to find the links to the show coming up here as well? Uh, <clears throat> well, there's t.me backslash Derek Rants on Telegram, Derek Rants on Rumble, uh, at Zoolander95 on Instagram, and that's where most of my socials are being done right now. I actually had a hip video recently that got up to 3 million views. Oh, shit. But I had nothing to do with politics it was just a stupid video and what a ridiculous reason to go viral (laughs) that sucks does it suck or was it okay it's (laughs) It's oh it's so dumb do you know what i mean like the one thing that hits it's it's a dildo playing a guitar (laughs) i know it's like what are you kidding me after everything i've put out there and the amount of hours i've put into research and talking points it's a good good barometer it's a good barometer of where we're at right now People are like, this is awesome. <laughs> That's why. <I> go, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe this. You did it as a joke, and everyone's like taking it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Everybody just yeah, three million views. Oh holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> all right, yep. So guys, a uh, little bit over time here, but we appreciate all of you joining us. Check out uh, Derek Rant's uh, various channels. Of course, he mentioned some of them. We have him uh, some in the lower third right there too. Rumble, check him out there. He's on Instagram. Uh, Telegram, obviously, as well, a number of different channels. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll be um, uh, we'll be back a little bit here on, on in a few minutes on the other side. Join us over there if you can. If not, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you as well, uh, Derek. Appreciate you uh, jumping in here as a guest host today. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you very much for having me. You bet. You bet. So we'll see you a little bit soon. Thank you. All right, guys, there we go. Thank you so much again. We appreciate you. We'll be back with more soon. As I said, check out RedEyesMembers.com. We appreciate you. We'll be back with more soon. And as I said, of course, we'll continue to cover this very important details and stuff on this uh, situation here in Ukraine and the escalation of this very uh, unfortunate, but however, I would say intentional and if not directly intentional people that are seeking to directly profit and benefit really uh, from that by pushing their own uh, agenda in the wake of this uh, potential catastrophe here. But uh, we'll be back with more soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you later. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like Red Ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.